it's the biggest nightmare ever. But nobody's going to lose sleep over this one. Well, maybe the makers of Platoon, because for the very first time in history, a small independent film has swept the weekend box office grosses. And the top money-making film this past weekend is Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, with $8.8 million in ticket revenues. The number one movie in the country last week in Syracuse. They called in the mounted police to control the crowds at theaters. Out in Los Angeles, they chanted, Fred D. He wears a dirty brown hat. He's horribly burned. He has razors on his right hand. I know he's trying to kill you. Can I ask you something? Certainly. Who gave that Welcome everybody to 100 Lunatics. We have a very special episode tonight, a full house. Everybody wants in on this. Everybody wants to talk about our journey further into the Kruger saga, A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. I am your host and horror connoisseur, Daniel. With me as always is my cousin, Nathan. Hi everyone. Hi. Also here, John. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And special guest, first time female voice on the cast, Jasmine. Hey there, how's it going? Did everyone remember this as being their favorite Freddy film? Yeah. Absolutely, still my favorite. Mm Mm-hmm. I was happy to see that it held up. It's a lot of the first stuff that I remember. Definitely going into, like, Freddy. Like, the first ones where I had to rewatch and get back into them, but I think that's the first one I remember. Yeah, this is that's what I said yep. when I watched this too. This is the Freddy I remember. Yep. Nathan? Uh, this is the first time that I watched this movie. That's right. So how do you feel this being your first time? Um, I don't I I have a lot of issues with this movie and I would <clears throat> very much like to argue with that with 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 you about all of it. Okay? Okay. Well, before you should know that this is the fans' favorite film of the whole franchise. Mm. And it's the second best rated on IMDb after the original. Hmm. So what he's trying to say, Nate, is it's all downhill from here for you. Yeah, if you're not on board right now, then I fear for the future. You're saying that because of a bunch of people that aren't on this podcast felt... Uh, I don't know, you're making a lot of assumptions here and you're generalizing and you're kind of like <laughs> creating a false army behind you and um, I don't know, there's a lot of issues here with this movie and they're going to be pointed out whether there's a bunch of people to refute it or not. But can't you see it, Nate? Can't you see why? Like this definitely up the effects. We've got a more intricate story. Oh, I will give it credit where credit is due. Okay, but you've got issues I'm, along the I'm way. Saving, I'm, sure I'm saving my punches for the walkthrough, baby. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, one thing. I think this is this is 87 this came out, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. So that's two years after the last one. This means that we've taken a little bit of time 
Because the first sequel came out one year afterwards. They were pushing it right out as soon as the first one was done. This one, they took a little bit of time. They went and got Wes Craven to come back. Oh, it puts more effort back into it. Exactly. And the story with Wes Craven, the way that he wanted to treat this movie, was that I think he might have been a little bit upset about how the second one turned out. So he came here to do this movie to kill it. He came here to kill the franchise. That's what he wanted to do. Bastard. Okay, so... The ending of this movie was meant to be Wes Craven's ending of the franchise. Yeah, he wanted it to stop. It is kind of, because I'm wondering how they're going to go with this. At the, well, they did have the little part at the end where it's like, oh, of course, there's going to be more. Right. But, like, in the beginning, you're, like, going with the plot of how they're going to end it. And it's like, yeah, this is the final way to get rid of Freddy once and for all. Mm-hmm. So they kind of have that, like, final tone going on. And it seems that way. He's got a more identifiable death in this movie than previous films. Right. I but, thought it was until the last scene. Oh, there's, there's serious horse crap with his death. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited. All right. Well, John, you got some trivia questions? Let's uh, put Nathan to the test. Let's see if he uh, said he watched as many times as he said he did. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it, Jono. Bring it. All right, Nate. So our main character, I believe in this movie, our main character is Kristen. Yes. Okay. So main character Kristen, played by Patricia Arquette. Nate, do you know Kristen's last name? Uh, Parker. Wow. Oh. Wow, very nice. Very nice. Let's see here. Now, there is a nurse in the psych hospital. Plays a, quite an integral role in this movie. Do you know her name? She wants to make uh, Joey a man. Is this... Oh, this is the one. This is the naked one. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh! I like we're jumping ahead now. Um, this is what Elaine? Uh, no, no, Marcy. That's... It's Marcy. Marcy. Okay, it's okay. He's like, why okay. she got naked? Why she know her name? How, how about how about this one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the drug that Nancy takes and wants to give to all the teenagers at the hospital? Mm. Mm. This is in my notes. Oh, is this an open book test? Hi- um, hypnosil. Hip- hypnosil. 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 That's hypnosil. good, yeah. And what does it do, exactly? Um, well, it's experimental, first of all. That's, and that's good. It has um, nothing to do with what it does. <clears throat> hey, it stops you from going into a dream state, all right? Okay, I'll take it. That works. I'll take it. A dream yeah. suppressant, right? That's right. It's a dream suppressant, yeah. Now, I have one question that I've... For Nate, that I believe is quite the softball. So if we, if I, Daniel, do you have any more questions for Nate? No, I'm good. No. Okay. So let's try to end this on a high note as we did the uh, previous podcast with Friday the 13th part two softball for you, Nate. In one scene, Freddie turns from a TV host and kills a celebrity. Jaja Gabor. There you go. Nice. All right. Oh, man. That was me knocking your softball out of the park. And The Late Show with Joan Rivers. My first guest has become a real cult figure for his slimy portrayal of Freddy Krueger with his razor edge. I know. For those of you who don't know who we're talking about, here is a picture. This is his third. This is, yeah. Can you get this on channel? Okay. This is his third film now called Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the third one. The movie is just open, and it's a blockbuster. They made $30 million in one week alone. That's you're telling me, woo-woo. Will you please welcome 
rich Robert England. I'm ready to do this. First, is this the first one that opens up with a quote? As far as I know, and quite the classy quote. I loathe sleep. Something about loathing sleep. Yeah. Slices of sleep. Uh, I loathe sleep. sleep. Those little slices it's a slice of, death, of death. How I loathe them. There we yeah. go. Thank you. Wow, Nate nice. actually comes through. Oh man, I know. I, we shouldn't count on that too often. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have the credits coming in. Kristen is uh, making a paper mache house. Kind of a shoddy job too. Kind of, yeah. She's kind of sloppy about it. Yeah. She gets a lot of goop on there. Yeah. Not, yeah. I thought she did a good job putting that glue spot on there. She's like putting the sticks on the top, and it's like one, two drops. Although honestly, I don't think it was her. I think it was someone else. But it was <laughs> precise to show that it was one, two drops, and it was just enough to put the stick on there where it didn't smear. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty damn precise on some like Elmer's glue. It was like, clean. I was expecting right. it to spill out the side. Like, it I mean, did not. I, you know, I mean, you've worked with Elmer's glue. It's not. Now, I, I'm not I, I'm not well-versed in the art of paper mache so what was the point of the whole water and flour thing versus the glue that she had? Why wouldn't she just use the glue? I know that's how you make paper Because the paper mache like hardens yeah. after it dries. And it makes so like, that's the water-flour mixture? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I have a strange um, psychological issue with getting things like gooey, gross, gluey <laughs> things on my fingers. So this whole scene disgusted me. It just sets the tone for you? Just, just watching her put her hands like with all the goo, just, just smearing it around. It's not really doing anything. It's just making more and more of a mess. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like you just like putting it all over your fingers. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. You disgust me. I already don't like this character. <laughs> <laughs> and her midnight snack of coffee grounds and diet coke. Oh yeah, just shovels them in there. Just shovels them in there. Listening to some fabulous glam hair metal. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's a rock music in this. Yeah, there hair was. Metal. Not hair metal. Yeah, there was. There was a lot of metal in this. Uh, in Notice this film. that this is the first Freddy Krueger movie where product shots have overtaken their desire to create stupid little names for the stay up pills. <laughs> <laughs> well, like they could, they could have made up new names for the coffee and the soda. And the well, glue. before it was like stay up, S T A dash up pills. <laughs> mm hmm. And in this one, it's like Maxwell House Coffee Grinds and Diet Coke. Come like, on. Aww. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it's time to cash in, baby. Let's oh, yeah, do this. Make some money off this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where am I? No effing sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> it's how they got the money to do a bigger budget. The studio definitely wasn't handing it over. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the budget in the box office was on this, Nathan? $4.5 million estimated budget, $44.8 million gross world or USA. Mm-hmm. Made wow. more money than the previous uh, sequel. Did up the budget, which I think you can tell. Right. It's still 10,000% return. Yep. <laughs> wow, you're getting better at these numbers, Nate. Mega successful. So I don't know what Wes Craven was thinking about Jonathan, trying to shut this franchise those down. What? You want to verify those numbers for me, Jonathan? Hold on, just give me, 10, give me a second. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yep, there we go, yes. Oh, wow, they're so fast. Okay. <laughs> I'm used to hearing Nathan just slamming his keyboard like uh, Amy from Congo. <laughs> She's been down in coffee. And um, she, oh, yeah, she cranks her up her rock music. Mom comes home. What the fuck are you doing listening to music so loud? It's one o'clock in the morning. Wake up the neighborhood. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Time to go to bed. But, Mom, I don't want to go to sleep. I'm terrified. People <laughs> kill me in my sleep. I have a guest that's more who wants bourbon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Much more important than, you know, your child and their fears. He's mm-hmm. got time for that. Yeah, Mommy Elaine's kind of a whore. Kind of a whore. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is kind of like an un, This is an unnatural downslope, too. Like her, 
she's actually the nicest to her daughter in this scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the kindest that she is. She's like, you're just And you crazy. can't involve the dream state where she's actually, you know, in a dream because that's not real. It was can, can we scene. not skip ahead? Oh, yeah. It's where we were in the beginning. Yeah. Or, or preempt arguments that aren't happening. Right. Thanks, hey, thanks, I'm, just trying to, I'm just trying to prepare myself, all right? I'm just trying to, you know, duck and weave, all right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, of course, the second her mom leaves, immediately drifts off into sleep, um, wakes up on Elm Street. Now, did those uh, coffee grounds have zero effect on her? Because she downed those not five minutes before. Yeah, I don't think eating them works like that. Yeah. Unless she grabbed the decaf, the decaf, the decaf. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. That's, the, that's, that's their version of coffee. I think when you digest anything, it works, but it actually takes longer to work because your body has to digest it, and like then it gets into your bloodstream, so she wouldn't actually feel the caffeine for a while. Yeah, she's dumb. She think. should just drink coffee. Yeah, yeah just drink the coffee. It's easier to digest faster. Nobody said the dream team or the dream warriors were... Uh, were smart people. Aww. All of them do this, man. All they of them do like this. It. They have terrible timing. They don't know what they're doing. Like they stab themselves with cigarettes. You know, could, when they're could not you, tired. Could you quit talking about like future in high events. School, they don't really give like an age group on these kids. They're all supposed and to be none teens. Of them are in school because yeah. they all go to the crazy hospital. Yeah, they're just vague teens. Like probably That's an excellent point. Probably sixteen to nineteen. I mean, none of them look middle school age or anything. They all kind of look like they should be in high school somewhere. I don't know. Scooter looked like he was 12. Right? She wakes up on Elm Street. Um, the little jump rope girls are doing their thing. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Um, her bed's on Elm Street, right? She's in her bed. Yeah, her bed disappears like, on Elm Street. Yeah. What the fuck? This is in my room. Right? There's a little girl in a tricycle up on the stoop. It's going in circles, too. Mm-hmm. And then Kristen calls herself Kirsten. Right. I got confused. I started writing her name down as Kirsten. Right. And they're like, meh. We'll just leave that in there. My little girl lures her into Nancy's house. Can we just like take a moment and appreciate that this is probably the best scene <laughs> in the entire movie? What? This whole picturesque rope jumping outside the house with the kids and the daunting house in the background. Did you just it's call actually... this picturesque rope rope jumping? Like, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Nathan really likes uh, the jump rope girls. I think it's, it's his favorite part of A Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. No, I just like the the haunting, chanting of the uh, Freddy song with the uh, with the joke with, with the uh, skip rope jumping and the house in the background. It just it was it was well it, it was good. It was directed well. Kids like are always thing. dressed very old fashioned too. Like yeah, sixties, seventies. They got like stockings on. Like I know it's the eighties, but no one dressed their kids like that in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Right, they're probably from like his early kills. Yeah, right from the beginning. Yeah, what what kill what what children did Freddy kill? Uh, the lore. They're of all Freddy. alive. They're all alive, and he's all haunting them. Like, like all of all of the kids. Well, no, Freddy was a the... child killer. He was a child murderer. Murderer. Yeah, Just I know. Slash pedophile at the yeah while and, he was and alive. The parents and the parents of Elm Street killed him. Right. So maybe these are so the spirits that... of the children that he killed no, no, originally. No, or... no, these children that he haunts now are the children of the parents that killed him. Yeah. yeah. Right. So you're saying there's a bunch of other kids that didn't live on Elm Street, and those are the ones that he killed? Yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. He kills okay. those kids on Elm Street, too. Totally kills Johnny Depp. Yeah. Mm. And they knew yeah, that he but, killed but 20. He, he could have killed yes. 100. But he kills Johnny Depp. Sorry. <laughs> wow, that was close. Um, Glenn. He kills Glenn. Yeah. Um, 
long <laughs> after he's a child. He kills them when he's a, you know, evil being in, in people's dreams. Yeah, but what I'm like suggesting is they don't really tell you any of the kids he actually killed. That's that's right. Yeah. Where are we going? So how do we know that he actually killed kids? Because they said he was a child killer. They say he's a child killer, but just because he said, just because they say, just because they say he's a child killer doesn't necessarily mean that he is a child killer. I think there's the, there's a tragic tale here. There's a tragic tale here going on underneath everything, and that is the tragic tale of Freddy Krueger, the victim. Okay? <laughs> I think, I think, no, no, no. I think these, uh, I think these parents made a, made assumptions, you know? They, they don't they seem like the they've got it all together. Oh. You know, you saw Glenn's dad. He was ready to, you know, make some pretty, pretty big decisions without knowing anything about the girl across the street. And her parents divorced, totally broken family. You know, she's drinking big time. <laughs> I think, I think these, these parents may be like, you know, are haunted with guilt. Wait, do you think that over the fact that they killed Freddie and Freddie didn't actually do anything? It's like Michael Jackson when he invited the kids to his wonderland, right? He didn't molest them, really. He just wanted to play. Maybe Freddie just wanted to play. But they're, but they're <laughs> then, then they murdered him, and, and the now they've got, you know, a wronged entity on their hands that's you know, running around in people's dreams, killing everybody. So you're saying it's all wrong. You're saying it's more like, here's, you know, old, helpful, selfless Freddy Krueger going to his job at the power plant. Oh, Frederick. Frederick Krueger. Frederick Krueger, that's right. Yeah. Frederick Krueger. He's, he's a good guy. You know, all he has to his name is his trusty little fedora and his clean red and green sweater. He just likes to do his job. God knows how many like foster homes he had to survive. You know, like he's he's been through a lot. Right. You, no, you but I think I, I think I know where you're coming from. So then he's walking home one day from his job, and then here comes a car full of drunken yuppie parents. Mm-hmm. They've been out all night having yeah, champagne and red wine, and the women have been having white wine, of course. Mm-hmm. And then, as he's crossing the road, and everyone's yucking it up in the car, boom, they take him out. And then what do they have to do? Uh, uh, he was a child killer. Let's just tell our children that he was a child killer. We'll burn him in our house. We'll make up this fake whole glove story. Is that what you're saying, Nathan? Yeah, that's why That's why they kept all the shit in the house. That's why the glove was still there. That's why the hat was still there. But then the glove, they made the glove, though, right? Why would Freddy have that glove? They had to make that glove as part of his fake backstory that they were creating for him that they would have to later then tell their children. Yeah, exactly. See, now we're on the same page. So I, I guess then when Kristen is walking through the house at the beginning in her very first dream and she passes by that little boiler furnace that has bones in it that are about children sized. Skulls. That, is that just a coincidence then or? Well, no. <laughs> I think it's in previous scenes also in the boiler room. There's there's some bowls, like bones and skulls and stuff around. Uh-huh. You know, to reiterate that he's killed people. Right. And that's where he takes them. But according right. to Nathan, the parents that had to go out and kill a bunch of children <laughs> and burn them so that their bones would be evidence. Ah, uh, yes. Make it look like he's the child killer. Maybe one of the dads already had a problem before that. And, this and is they just, just a good pinned way to it on Frederick. It oh, there They're you like, go. Let's, let's get some other guy to cover, up, cover this up. Well. Wow. Let's just Frederick's say, gonna tell the cops. Let's 
Let's just say, for the sake of the walkthrough and for the sake of the podcast, <laughs> Frederick's and the legend and the legend of Freddy Krueger. Frederick's on his um, way to go spill the beans to Nancy's dad. Let's just say, for the sake of argument here, that Freddy did kill some children. Okay. No, 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 no just, Nate. just to grease the wheels. No, no, of Nate. The I'm with you. I'm, I'm now, I'm now looking at this movie through a whole different set of eyes here. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's done now. I'm, I'm on your side. I'm kind of curious. The, the house on Elm Street. Why? Why is there a whole bunch of tar in a hallway? Honestly, I thought that seems terrible. It's like they could have made that a little bit more realistic. Like it looked like mud. <laughs> have her trip and fall. This, that's what always happens. Yeah, Everyone always trips happens. and falls. But she was carrying a child. You can trip and fall on the job. They have to stop (laughs) making Freddy run around like a a retard, all right? He's got to be ominous. He's got to walk. He's got to stand. He's got to rise, you know? No, no. He can't. Horror movies You see him chasing her down the hallway. Horror movies are filled with walking, standing killers. Freddy's the wild man. You don't really know what he's going to do. He's just all over the place. He could be anywhere. If you... I mean, we have seen other horror films where the girl that you think is the main character dies within the first ten minutes. This could be another one of those. No, it's Patricia Arquette. So, Patricia Arquette was nobody at this time. I Mm. think this was her debut. It was her debut. Yeah, see? see, Do you see what the horror... Make stars. Yeah, exactly. We've had Johnny Depp. We've had Kevin Bacon. We've had Patricia Arquette. I admit maybe we're stepping down. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name me what Patricia Arquette is famous for? Um, Medium. Thank you. If Patricia Arquette did not get cast in Nightmare on Elm Street 3, we may never have had Medium. (laughs) That's... I know. Damn it. I think True Romance would be a bigger loss. Uh, yeah, mm. True Romance was yeah. much, much forgot, more important. About that one. But let's art. not talk about good movies on this podcast, because that is not what this podcast is about. <laughs> this is about talking about better movies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> keep trying. Keep spinning. Like, keep, keep Take us like away, you're in, moderator. Like, like you're in Where tar right now, Daniel. Just, just keep stepping in place. Stepping right. in place. Well, I think there was a big confusing mess. I didn't think we actually left off anywhere. Oh, okay. So are we officially beginning the podcast? <laughs> no, I think what happens... <laughs> let, let me... I'm, here we go. Here we go. The wheels are spinning. The wheels are spinning. And they're catching. Okay. Well, right. let's just say that she gets, you know, at the last second. Oh, it's so dramatic and awesome. And she gets out of the tar at the last second. Mm-hmm. She bumps into he, a bunch of suicidal teens. her and swings his blades. Oh, my God. It's so amazing. No, but she bumps into a bunch of dead teenagers yeah, that like, have all hung themselves. It looked like in maybe like a meat locker or something. Yeah. Like their skin had turned kind of blue. Little mm-hmm. blue. It's obvious. Like, excuse me. Of... That they've all hanged themselves. Excuse me. Yes. There you go. No, excuse me. That's all of Freddy's victims. And why she didn't go looking for Glenn and bring him out of there, I don't know. And I'm not going to forgive her either. Well, because who knows where Glenn is? She she could walk by any puddle of blood and be like, Glenn? (laughs) And, okay, so room with all the hanged children. Little girl is now a skeleton. Yep, looks down. Little girl's a skeleton. Uh. Drops it. eh, Wakes up. Mm-hmm. Or she thinks she wakes up. Right. She's still in a dream. She walks still into the bathroom. Dream. The faucet turns into a hand and grabs her and holds her wrist upward. Right. The Fed. other faucet sprouts claws. You've got Freddy's face in the mirror staring at her. Excellent use of faucets here. I have I have always been terrified of them. Right. But then he causes her to cut her own wrist. Her mom bursts in. <laughs> what have I done? What have I done? She passes out. 
Cut to the psych ward. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Weston <laughs> Hills Asylum. Where we meet good old Larry Fishburne. Larry. Uh, or Max. I'm calling him Morpheus. Morpheus? <laughs> okay. Little Morpheus when he's younger. Yeah. Baby, skinny Morpheus. Yeah. Yep. We have a whole cast of characters introduced at this point. We have Morpheus. Let's, let's, let's start with the most important part here. Morpheus? <clears throat> um, Kristen's mom. Kristen's, am I jumping ahead? You are jumping ahead. Yeah, okay, we're introducing sorry. a cache of characters before the scene that you're thinking. Okay, of. Yeah. well, then and, don't don't berate me. Just get to it. <laughs> <laughs> and Max is giving his theory on why all these suicides are happening to the doctor oh as they're walking God. down the hallway. It's got yeah. It's all the LSD that was taken by their parents. It's got to be changes your DNA and shit. Got to be. And, chromosomes. And Doctor Neil. Chromosomes. Gold- <laughs> that's right. Chromosomes. <laughs> Doctor Neil Goldman said, uh, "Not Goldman. Neil Gordon says, well." Maybe it's all the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, right? Sounds like mm-hmm. the same thing. Neil. Who's yeah. Neil? Uh, doc- Dr. Neil Gordon, the doctor there. Yeah. Oh, you mean Bill Maher. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> that was right. in my notes as well. He does look like he looks Bill Maher. He looks like Bill Maher. So Bill Maher is talking to Morpheus about the reason for all of these <laughs> deaths. Here we B- go. Bill this Maher says sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Morpheus says, no, that's, that's the reason to live. <laughs> well, Max goes off to do his thing. Doctor Gordon is uh, sees that there's something going on down the hallway, and it's Kristen being brought in. She's screaming against her will. They're trying to take her into the little room to calm her down. Right. Uh, we actually also had the intro of Jennifer to Max and Doctor Gordon. She is stopped in the hallway and describes the burns on her arm as menthol. Ultralights and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and regulars, I guess. Yeah, it's so nonchalant. Yeah, how just are those, whatever. How are those burns coming, Jennifer? Yeah, just oh, fine. She's like, can I have a cigarette? And they're like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kristen. Yeah, but it's it's very playful though. Like we're <laughs> laughing, but it's very playful. It is. Do you have any? You have a? How, how are those burns doing on there? Oh, pretty good. I've got one for menthol, blah, and regular. When do I get my cigarette privileges back? Oh, oh you. <laughs> like the like, if they were to burst into a room and catch her burning herself with a cigarette, it'd just be one of those quick zoom in and out over and over again shots. Like, oh, Jennifer. <laughs> laugh track. Yeah. that's a, That was my joke. I was going to say laugh track. Aww. Oh, fucking bastard. No, it's fine. That's right. But nobody can calm down, Kristen. She kicks uh, Dr. Gordon in the balls, which and, looks like for and, real. And, and yeah, point really out good. that her mother outside is like, I don't know what she's doing. She's just screaming all the time. She just <laughs> wants attention. Ugh, just bothered. Like She just has nothing to, just wants nothing to do with her daughter. Yeah. Thinks her daughter is an absolute waste of time. She's like, do, do you guys have her handle? Because I have guests to attend to. Yeah. <laughs> guests who need bourbon. Mm-hmm. She right. just can't wait to get out of there and leave that stupid daughter behind so she can really get it on. Oh, yeah. Life. Adult life. So Six we've got Kristen fighting mm-hmm. the sedation. There's a ball kick in there that appears to be genuine. It looks good. Yeah, it looks, yeah. looked real. Yeah. yeah. And then she grabs a scalpel and slices Max with it. Oh, yeah. Poor Max. He's just yeah. trying to help out. Right. Like, oh, man, get out of there, Max. So Kristen backs herself into a corner with the scalpel, of course, pointing the scalpel blade at groups of people that mm-hmm. have now gathered around and begins singing the nursery rhyme. Mm-hmm. Right? No, she jumps in to like five, six. I thought that was routine. Yeah, what happened at one, two, and three, four? It's about timing. It's a, it's about 
you know. I think she Nancy wants to emphasize on the sleep finish. part because they were trying to sedate her and put her to sleep. She's like, no, I can't sleep, never sleep. But then the dream expert that Dr. Oh, Gordon no. earlier had been concerned was Hot not shot. necessary for the hospital. Not, not necessary. She's just a grad school superstar. Hot That's shot. right. Hotshot dream expert mm-hmm. Nancy Thompson. She's back. Ooh. She comes in full force, finishes off the <laughs> rhyme. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, and then immediate hug. Immediately calms her down, takes the scalpel out of her hand. Walks straight up to her, grabs the scalpel. It's fine, we're best friends, tug it out. Could not have made a better first impression. Right. Mm. She is the dream expert. (laughs) I also want to point out here that Elizabeth, the the doctor Elizabeth, the cranky old one. Yeah. She is like pumped about Nancy's arrival. She's pumped. In the hallway earlier, she's like, "Oh yeah, she's a dream expert, or she's, oh, that's true, she's yeah. doing things with is, with yeah. with dreams that no one's done before. She's blah blah. She's amazing. And after that, she's a fucking bitch. Yeah, boom. It's because she thought that Nancy was gonna come in with some, you know, actual dream expertise. Instead, she's like, just give these kids some drugs. Yeah, and then let's play, <laughs> let's play hypnosis. <laughs> but did you notice, Nathan, that her the gray streak in her hair or the white streak in her hair is on the wrong side of her head? I was questioning its existence at all. I don't understand <laughs> why it needed from? to be there. It happened in the it happened in the first movie. She got so scared in her sleep that it turned a streak of her hair white. Uh, like a clinic, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But then and then and, they put it on the wrong side. And then they put it on the wrong side. That's fine. Well, but, maybe well, she maybe, just maybe that one went not. back to normal, and then she scared herself shitless again and went on the other <laughs> side. You have no idea. That's exactly <laughs> what I was gonna say. And so we have Dr. Elizabeth Sims just dismissing all of these dreams as a group delusion, just anything not to sleep. And yeah, Nancy and Dr. Gordon go for a little walk in the courtyard. You know, right. they're having mm-hmm. a little get, get to know each other. Yeah, right. And then, oops, I dropped my purse. Oh, yep. what happens if I fall out of this purse? <laughs> my bottle of pills. <laughs> I'm crazy. That's always mm-hmm. the thing that falls out. It's the most incriminating evidence. Yep. Can be like. Makeup tampons. or tampons, you know. No. It's a crazy pills. Straight for the drugs. It's a crazy pills. Let you know. Yep. That's fairly, that's fairly tropey. She's right. That's mm-hmm. totally tropey. That is. Yep, that's true. Mm-hmm. And also... I'd also like to point out here that uh, Bill Maher is like the shittiest doctor out of all of them. He's the only <laughs> one that doesn't know what hypnosil is. Right. Yeah, it's in the... Hypnosil. Yeah. He has to go look up hypnosil on the computer and research what it is. And everyone else you mentioned hypnosil too, and they're just like, oh, oh the experimental <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Everyone else just automatically knows. Dr. Elizabeth is like, oh, what, that shit? No, you're not giving that to them. No, you're not going to use that experimental dr- We're not going to use experimental drugs. I'm going to call it Dr. Carver. Yep. Oh, yeah, I caught <laughs> yeah, that call too. Yeah. Yep. Well, I looked over at Chelsea and I said, eh, Dr. Carver. Voice of pointing reason. My, point, pointing my thumbs at myself. And then she said, yeah, well, Daniel can do it too. And I was like, but also dr gordon like while he's remaining a cynic about all these boogeyman things that all the teenagers are talking about he's like convincing the rest of us that yeah the boogeyman is totally fucking real he's like yeah some kid a couple kids killed themselves and then one of them just cut off his own eyelids so that he didn't ever have to sleep again yep but you know whatever whatever it's no big deal happens all the time he's like he's like the nicest doctor that can't have that doesn't have any success (laughs) <laughs> at all he has zero he knows success. these kids okay <laughs> it's it's putts it putts bill maher yeah mm-hmm. and then putts bill maher sees a vision of a nun oh he does as nancy takes off yeah the first of vision of a nun 
Then we head over to uh, like he's tripping. What? Nancy getting the twenty-five cent tour from Max. Uh huh. <laughs> twenty-five yeah, cents. Appar- a apparently, generous. apparently Morpheus is like not just the go-between guy. He's you know he's not like he runs just that place. A, I guess. Yeah, he kind of runs a place. He decides where people set up their offices and stuff. He decides what rules people can break. Yeah, he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can have that office, I guess. He's probably like the guy who's been working there longer than anyone else. Exactly. Yeah, they just don't want to bother young, Seniority. So he's been there forever, and they're like bringing all these doctors. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I know. I've been here. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but John and I were reading the, the little bio that was on the DVD for this for Lawrence Fishburne. And he chose this role explicitly because he was tired of playing like a goon. Right? Yep. He was t- he'd been in only roles where he could be bad guys or big muscle guys or whatever. And so this was his first chance to play a nice guy. Yep. And he like puts his all into it, man. He really takes the opportunity to be a nice guy. Yeah. And well, he was very he's very charismatic. I've always liked Lawrence Fishburne and pretty much everything he does. And he's, but I would argue that um Apocalypse Now, he's you know, a young innocent charming soldier. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, but Part of him being like not a you know a tough guy or anything anymore was he he didn't want to do another heavy movie because he was coming off of Apocalypse Now the color purple like he was in some really serious dramatic movies mm-hmm. and he just wanted to be a nice guy and his wife happened to be a fan of horror movies and so she kind of pushed him into it. Mm-hmm. You guys ever seen Searching for for Bobby Fisher? Oh man, like twenty years ago. Nope. Oh. Fucking love Lawrence Fishburne in that. The wise old chess player in the in Washington Square. Anyway, so now we're introduced to <laughs> here we go. We're now introduced to Philip the Walker, who has a sleepwalking problem, and the puppet master, and also carves puppets, though not with a knife. A, a sleepwalking problem that the psych ward is uh, totally cool with, just letting him, yep. you know, yeah. walk around. Totally fine. Yeah, and. Uh, uh, also, Max introduces Kincaid, aka Cool Breeze, Cool at Breeze this moment. That's right, and he's um, got an attitude. Yep, he consistently gets thrown into the quiet room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, look at him now, because you might not see him again. But the good thing about the quiet room is you don't have to see Max's ugly face. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That, that's how I'm going to re- refer to uh, Kincaid for the rest of it is Cool Breeze. Yep. Cool Breeze. That was the nickname Max gave him, and never used again. No. That's <laughs> why I think we should we should you know and should bring it along. Speaking of things never brought up again, Joey with his tear tattoo. Yeah. Oh, thank you, thank you, because I'm I'm calling him Coop. Coop. That's that, that's his nickname. Well, he's obviously a young Alice Cooper. Oh, oh. I was thinking uh, Glenn from Babyface. Don't. No, 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 no. And it's not Babyface. It's Crybaby. Crybaby. Yeah. Babyface. <laughs> Close enough. If you're gonna reference Glenn, <laughs> you do it right. Okay, buddy. So we have. And that's not his nickname. His nickname is Coop. <laughs> we have Joey, who helps nurse Marcy with the towels that have fallen off her cart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously lusts after her and cannot have her. So at the appropriate time where he would shed a tear, we see a teardrop tattoo. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, he's obviously tongue tied. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a knee slapper from Nathan. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now we go back over to Nathan's favorite character. Nancy is interviewing uh, Kristen's mom. Mm-hmm. 
And she has, n- like, no time for it again. She's even more removed now. Like, yeah. I don't know. Her her stuff's upstairs. I'm, Ever since I took away her credit cards. Yeah, she's yeah, just been a yeah. real nightmare. There's <laughs> lots of money in her. Nothing's coming out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just keep her. Just keep her over there. I don't want anything to do with her. Do you know they she eats coffee grounds and just <laughs> makes paper mache houses? What is that? <laughs> You want to go upstairs in my house and just take whatever you want from her room? I could give a shit. I could care less. Please go. First, she calls, I guess, for the maid. I yeah. I remember her name. She's like, Teresa. 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 Yeah. Calls for the maid. And then when the maid won't do it, she's like, can you go do it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just done. Just yeah. out the door. Elaine wants no part of any of this shit. Yeah. She's like, Kristen could be dead right now. I don't care. I don't care. Just get her shit out of her room. <laughs> do you want to rent the room do you need a place yeah, yeah. has she killed herself it doesn't matter um, otherwise <laughs> Teresa's family is going to come take it we're going to have a garage sale so Nancy she pops up there You know, she goes up there she's a nice girl she goes up Nancy's always a nice girl yeah right she wants to snoop bitch wants to snoop she wants to look around she's like oh no no I'll do it let me go look Nancy, does, that's what Nancy doesn't snoop that's what she originally wanted. She's like asking a question. She's like, what do you know about her? What she's been doing before? Has she had this problem before? She has a lot of questions. Yeah. We were even talking about this at yeah. the scene. She was pulling a doctor house and just going through all of her yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. First thing you do is go through the room, see what you can figure out. The next next step is the medicine cabinet, see what's happening there. Mm-hmm. She was snooping through all of her shit. Yeah, that's her attention. She's like, oh, I'm going to be nice and try to help. But she's like, I really want to get in there and see what I find. It's going to actually help me because obviously mom, not a big help. She's like, your daughter starts, has lupus. Starts trying on her clothes. Looking <laughs> in the mirror. Found her vibrator. Just getting into the mind of Kristen. I no, I don't like the way that we're, we're, I don't like the way we're talking about Nancy right now. Oh. Daniel. Daniel stops everything, pushes her up against the locker. <laughs> Lands. And then I close it. Lands uh, And kiss her on the on cheek her. and walk away. Kiss her on the cheek. No, 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 no. Then you take her into the girl's bathroom, you know? No. Uh, you want to stick it in Heather's Langen camp. Oh. <laughs> we already deciphered Good this. day, sir. <laughs> Good day to you, sir. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, she's a snoop. She finds the, you know, the dollhouse. Oh, I used to live there. Blah, oh, the connection. Boom. Yeah, it's my house. It's my house. Just sits in the white chair and just stares at it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty The whole purpose of this visit to the house is to get that house. It is to get the paper mache house. That's the whole purpose of the scene. So, let's say that she got it and let's move on. And then we move on to wait, what? she does steal the paper mache house. Oh, so wait, so is Nancy? She's like chilling at that house when she gets pulled into Kristen's dream. No, she's like at home or something. She that's took what, it. She that's took what I thought. I thought she went back oh, to I house. thought she was just chilling in the house. And in, in my head, I'm like, dude, how the how fucking long have you been there? No, yeah, no. they were like in the hospital, I think, because they were mm-hmm. like in the same place. But yeah, she was she, she stole was the back house. in. Yeah, Jasmine's right. She was definitely in the hospital mm-hmm. because after she woke up from the dream, she ran out of the room to where, yeah, to where she, she was, was in reality. Ah. Uh, so, yeah, so that makes she, a lot more that's sense. That's a subtle thing that I'm pointing How'd she steal this house? I remember she asked for it. She's like, I'm going to take this with me. It's research. Dude, Elaine obviously does not give a shit. Yeah, Elaine, like, yeah. She probably didn't no. even see her after that. Yeah. She could have like, taken just garbage bag after garbage bag of She probably like, looked over her stuff. shoulder and saw her leaving with a paper mache house and like, God, just like... <laughs> You know, little chuckle under her breath, like mm. pure judgment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just one less thing her. to throw away. It could have been another good scene, though, to discriminate um, Elaine by being like her leaving and being like, okay, I'm taking off. And she's like, oh, whatever. And she's like in a room or something. Drinking bourbon. Yeah, yeah. having a drink. You know, yeah. got some visitors over. She's already on her next visitors. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple visitors. Having an eyes wide shut mom, party in her bedroom. Didn't, 
Didn't the mom say she could take whatever she wanted? Pretty much, yeah. 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 She didn't care. Nancy so. has to like, make her way past three men on her way out the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is also when Dr. Gordon looks up Hypnosil on his... Whoa, you know, Teresa, Teresa comes comes home with like like five bottles of bourbon, <laughs> and then gets smacked because she was told to get ten. <laughs> yeah. The deleted scenes. They didn't have deleted scenes back then. What's up so, with that? yeah, Doctor Gordon's looking up Hypnosil, right? That's awesome. But does that mean that he just has like a database on a floppy disk? At does home? he have internet? There's no, no there's, internet. There's it's no eighty seven. So his computer knows what Hypnosil, a super new experimental drug, is already it's probably like some like medical database because he's a doctor he's probably got access to some database where there is stuff that's connected to like you know experimental drugs Ooh, is this one of those like old like dial-up things no no there was no like there w- it was all it was all internal it's like a hospital database that's just connected networked inside the one building that's it Does that mean he stays but, no, but he's at his house yeah, he's at his house when he's looking. He's at, at his this. house. Yeah, yeah. And then he probably receives medical journals on on five inch floppy disks. There yeah. we go. That's what, what I was thinking. Yeah. What do you want from me? And no, no, that, that's that's right. That's what I was thinking. He's a doctor. Okay. He's got access to stuff like that because you know he needs to know that to deal with psychiatric yeah. patients and psychiatric hospital. He just didn't get a chance to look at it before then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, me, Had no reason to before. I think I've seen this before. Let me go back to these floppy disks. Whole bunch of kids having dream problems. Oh, there's an experimental. Even drug better. That has to do even with better. Dreams. He oh, did. Even better. He did read it before. And when he saw the hypnosil like on uh, on, the, on the medicine um, bottle that fell out of her purse, he was like, hypnosil, hypnosil, hypnosil. And then it hit him later that evening, like, oh, right, that was on the medical journal that I just read the other day. They don't believe the dreams are actually hurting them. They need to get past the fact that the th- they think that the dreams are hurting them, that their dreams are real. Like, no, we just need to accept it, that you dream, and dreaming is an important part of your REM state or whatever. Because they do mention that, like, they need some good REM sleep. And they need a dream. They need you. It's like, why do they have to dream? Oh, I think Jasmine's a fan of uh, a good idea. of uh, Elizabeth of Doctor Elizabeth Sims. <laughs> yeah, she was all, all she time. We were like, God, she's so mean. Jasmine was like, "What? That bitch is right." <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's obvious that Jasmine isn't going to take any more of this. How much longer are these kids going to go on blaming their dreams on, instead of their own weaknesses? Stupid kids, you know. Blaming everyone else for their problems. Well, I mean, those typical teenagers. Typical teenagers. No, no exaggerating you guys, all, you guys just, all of you, just bought yourself a night in the quiet room. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down. I don't know. So, I mean, all right. Kristen is sketching Nancy's house. She obsessed. falls asleep. A tricycle rolls into the room, dragging perfect little blood trails. Yep. Oh, of course. It starts to Hit melt, as, as <laughs> tricycles do. Right? I think that's when she realized something's wrong here. Yeah, that, that's when she realized. Up. Not yeah. when the, no not when the tricycle like, with no one on it. With the blood. No, that's that's kind of weird. It's just like, oh, it's melting. It's like, oh, wait, this is bad. Oh, there's a problem. This oh, is yeah. bad. I got to oh, do something. She's in Nancy's house again. There's a little cooked pig on the table. It freaks her out. Barks that at her. freaked me out. Barks at her. It was weird. It was all like, it was disintegrating or like de- a, decomposing roasted, and a, like yeah, gross. Roasted, decomposing pig. Barks yeah. at her. It's like, Arr. Yep. Pigs don't bark, do they? <laughs> Nate, you would know. You're Canadian. And she walks in. Oh, I didn't even know the, the pig didn't really connect with me. I'm sorry. But she walks into another room, and then it's fucking worm time. Yep, l- lights come on in this room. The carpet comes alive, and let's see, the walls start falling apart, and a Freddy worm demon starts to swallow Kristen. Yeah, shoots out of the ground, consumes her halfway just by. 
picking her up from the bottom, yep. slams her to the ground, and then just starts chomping her up. Just mm-hmm. foot first, just right in there like a mousey, like a snake eating a mouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Ugh. what she calls for help. This is the scene I probably remember as a kid. Yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely remember that scene. Mm-hmm. Big Freddy head. Big Freddy head. And it looks good, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the way the Freddy head looks. Yeah. Even after she's, like, out of it or... Uh, um, Oh yeah, because she she calls out for help, right? She yeah, calls, she yeah, calls out for Nancy. help. Yeah, and then pulls Nancy from reality into her dream. That's right, she's nice because she like wakes up. She's like, "Here's her." She's like, "Maybe I hear my name being called." And stands up, and looks at the house. Like, Maybe it's coming from the house. And then all of a sudden, she faints, falls into the chair. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> into the dream. Yeah, Nancy, not that freaked out by it. No, she's no. like, "Oh, she I know has the she has the gift." <laughs> yeah. For some reason, she got <laughs> something totally sharp in her hand. <laughs> And she's totally prepared. Yeah. She's like, oh, something sharp. Let me. Like, yeah. she, she's take like, care oh, of this. oh, she's sitting oh. in the hospital. First of all, this instantly means that she's an Elm Street child, and oh, she's she has she has a gift. She's a dream warrior, and all of them have gifts. Yes. And I just know this all of a sudden. Yep. No one else had gifts, but they do because they're the actual children of them. Yep. I mean, Nancy's right. day is taking quite the turn. You know, she goes <laughs> into Kristen's house, finds his paper mache house model replica of her home on elm street mm-hmm. that kristen's never seen before in her life right only in a dream mm-hmm. and now she has this paper mache house at a hospital she's awake and looking at it and gets sucked into a chair mm-hmm. what a twist it is like we can only assume that nancy might have nodded off into a little nap Okay, hey, while you she guys are forgetting napping. a lot here okay she's been doing groundbreaking research exactly okay she knows a shit. She's ton still working on her PhD. She knows a shit ton about dreams. She's been doing groundbreaking research. Max is going to give her an office by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, she defeated Freddy once. Right. She can do it again. So she stabs him in the eye too. She's the first one to actually hurt Freddy. Yep. She in the dream. She didn't defeat Freddy. Well, you know, she used, defeat. Used her mom quote, as a decoy and let her die. What are you talking about? Whatever. <laughs> Then she ran away and started taking a hypnosil. Are you following this? The way her, the way her mom started hitting the bottle again, I don't think it would have been would have been that long with her without Freddie. <laughs> Fuck off! Oh yeah, no, she would have died anyway from cirrhosis, <laughs> the abuse of alcohol. <laughs> no, no, she was like, oh shit, and like got out of there. You know, her mom died, and then she just started taking drugs, and you know, became became a groundbreaking researcher. She's like, I gotta go to school for this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me get into some research on this because it happened to her. There should be some mm-hmm. kind of experiments going on with kids mm-hmm. and nightmares, and like she was waiting on this stuff to pop up. She was waiting for Freddie to come back. I think that was her way to get ahead of the game because she's like, "So he's gonna come back. The best way to fight it is to get a good defense going." She's like, "Now I can put learn all my stuff theories about dreams. Yeah. to test. Can learn about stuff about dreams." So she and... so she stabs Freddie the Freddie worm. Oh, yeah. You know, and he he, he, he lets go. It's got that cool little effect where he's like all pissed off, and then right. him and Nancy like recognize each other. He's like, "Oh, yep. you!" Yeah, he's like, "You," and she's like, "You, this bitch!" <laughs> like she didn't already know. Kind yeah, of. she right. didn't already know it's Freddie, even though they already had the nursery rhyme and the house. Right. She wasn't quite sure at that point. This is really like they're showing Nancy put it all together and realize that it is Freddie, even though obviously she should have realized that in the first scene when she walks in and she's singing the nursery rhyme. Like, if it wasn't Freddie, why would she know that rhyme? Yeah, she already knows. She yep. already knew. But she also knows that Kristen can wake both of them up. Yep. Yeah, how does she know that? Because that's what she asked Kristen to do, and Kristen does it instantly. Yeah. Well, I guess it's the thing, like, in the end of the, in the first movie, they realize that they control it. They give them power and all that stuff. And so since she brought her into the dream, she's the one who can get her out. She's like, I was awake and stuff. What happened? Now I'm in a dream. So. 
Let's let's just be honest with ourselves here, okay? They set her up as a groundbreaking researcher, and then the <laughs> Which minute that she, she got just a second, let me let me talk for a minute. She <laughs> she's a groundbreaking researcher. She shows up. No one gives a shit about anything that she has to say, and so it doesn't validate the fact that she has any knowledge about anything. And then all of a sudden, she's making these huge assumptive declarations about people and their special abilities and being dream warriors because she took a bunch of hypnosil and bought a Malaysian dream warden. Fuck off. Nancy brings the paper from Mache House to Kristen at the asylum. Where'd you find this? How do you... Yeah, how do you know about this? So I dreamt about it. Do you know that you have this gift? She's like, oh yeah, I used to pull my dad into my dreams all the time. I used to do this all the time. All the time. He used to think those dreams were his. (laughs) He's so stupid. (laughs) He had no idea that he could have died at any moment. (laughs) Uh, So Nancy confirms that Freddy is real to Kristen. So big moment. So there actually is a boogeyman. Mm-hmm. You're not just fucked up. There is a real bad guy. Exactly what you want to tell these teenagers. Exactly. They're, you know, emotionally, they're fine. They're not in a fragile state by any means. So let's confirm that their worst nightmare is actually true. Yeah. Okay. And we go from that to group the therapy. group therapy scene. Mm-hmm. Yep. Where we are introduced. Is, this is... Uh, Nate, to, sorry. Nate. No, sorry. Go ahead. Nate, come on. No, don't. Wait. don't. Well, how do you feel? No. I'm not going to say anything yet. <laughs> have your whiny size said enough? Mm-hmm. Don't pick on me, all right? Are you gonna Are you gonna make fun of the guy in the wheelchair again, like in our Friday the Thirteenth Part Two episode? <laughs> Scooter, are you gonna start calling him Wheelchair Willie? No, but Wheel. the doctors were right. He never got to walk again. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Mr. Will Stanton, who looks to be all of what twelve years old in a wheelchair. Apparently, he took a jump. And is now paralyzed. Kind of dark. Yeah. My nickname for Will is uh, Macaulay. He looks like Macaulay Culkin. He looks like Macaulay Culkin from the Page Master. So I'm going to go with Macaulay. Page Master. <laughs> what? Oh. That animated movie. Odd reference. Well, Wizard Master made me think of Page Master. Oh. And his glasses match. So I was like, oh, let's just take it one step forward. The logical selection is Macaulay. Right. And we have uh, Miss Jennifer Caulfield. Cofield. Yeah. That uh, wants to be an actress in L.A. Oh, she's going to be one. She is going We've to be already one. met her. She's a cigarette-burning wacko. Mm-hmm. I understand. But now we have a last name, and we have dreams and aspirations, and not just cigarette burns. Oh, well, let's dress it up. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Joey uh, the Voluntary Mute. Yeah, he, he just doesn't talk much. That's, that's, you mean that's Coop. what they say about him. Huh? Coop. Coop. I mean, no more tear tattoo is what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no more tear. It's gone. It's gone for the rest of the movie. It's, it's that just... one scene at the beginning, and then it's not never again. Let's call yeah. him Ozzy. No more tears. Dun, 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 dun. Uh. <laughs> Jonathan doesn't know what to do right now. He's like, I, I want to give. I like that you made an Ozzy reference, but I want to give everyone a nickname. Yeah, the Ozzy reference was decent, but he could also be the baby shampoo, couldn't he? Why? No more no, tears. No more tears. And it fits him better. Baby shampoo. Oh my goodness! You're coming up with a lame nickname just to piss me off, so that I'll stop (laughs) giving nicknames. I'm not falling into your manipulative American. Let's move on to the weird name, Taryn. Taryn. Yep, we have uh, Taryn White. Yeah, and she's not here because she's suicidal. She's here to avoid going to juvenile. Right. This is better than juvie. Yeah. Um, But she has been having strange dreams as well. Yeah, strange dreams, but no suicidal tendencies. So I'm wondering why. So if you're just like, tell the judge that you had some nightmares after you got caught shoplifting, that he just sends you to yeah. an asylum? It's like, you know, I was hopped up on a whole bunch of different drugs, 
and it had some strange dreams. So instead of going to juvenile hall, I'm going to the psych ward. This is another case of a horror movie thinking up an extravagant and creative death and trying to create circumstances that allow that death to happen. It's like creation in reverse. <laughs> well, the junkie's got to be in there to do that crazy scene that we want to do. So, I, I'm still baffled as to how Mr. and Mrs. White came up with Taryn. Like, what is that? This is a weird name. It's like from their favorite fantasy book or something. You, you guys aren't going to bring up, like, Wheel of Time or anything again, are you? <laughs> no. I was totally lost last time. I think that Taryn is maybe just their attempt to create a hip new baby name, you know, of the 80s. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ugh. Maybe that was maybe that was a popular name at the time. Did you do some name research? Or are you of just course a I blabbermouth? Did. I actually do. I think the most popular name is, is uh, Stacy, Stephanie, John. Quit talking out Philip. of your asses. <laughs> and speaking of Philip, yes. he now goes on a diatribe as he's now on his soapbox as to how this group therapy is just bullshit. But he makes a good point. Yeah, he makes a good so point. Yeah. They've all been having these dreams before they ever met each other. How coincidental for them all to have the same dreams with the same man. But they don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a shit. Maximum effort for minimum results. Yeah. I thought that was nice and concise, Lee said. Yep. Totally. Uh, and Dr. Sims just goes ahead and dismisses all of this mm-hmm. as dreams are just a byproduct of guilt. Yeah. You guys are being pussies. Yeah. Their subconscious just telling them that they suck. <laughs> yep. You guys are obviously guilty of whatever it is you're guilty of, so you're now concocting some burnt man in a fedora and a sweater with yeah. razor blades on his hand to Why don't kill you, you guys go and play some wizard master? <laughs> and so they do. Mm-hmm. We have uh Taryn and Will playing Dungeons and Dragons, I assume. That's right. With Ter- Joey. And Taryn conquers the demon, but her horse gets stuck in the bog. Uh, yep. She is... She rolls a 14 and defeats the bog demon, mm-hmm. but loses a horse. That's right. And she doesn't have time for this shit. It's time for bed. She goes to bed. The because, other two guys just kill off her character. <laughs> yeah. Because she figures when she wakes back up, she'll have her horse again. That's right. She'll and then Max, a new horse. She'll have a brand new horse. And then Max comes in to tuck them in. Him and Joey discuss who's going to take the first shift... Right then, when we go over Nancy and uh, Doctor Gordon, they're having coffee. No, they're eating Thai food. Either way, they're having like. Doesn't it seem like there's this romantic thing yeah. that that's happening between them, but it never really goes anywhere? Yeah. yeah no. They're... According to my uh, popular baby names chart that I found on the internet, <laughs> oh my uh, God. it appears that the I thought I heard Amy's Taren, fist slapping away. It appears that the name Taryn, which is currently uh, one thousand and ninety. On the list of popular names. Currently? Currently. Uh, was peaking around the time of the 80s. And it would have been uh, in between 350, 400. <laughs> in terms of popularity at the time. Yeah, well, I wonder if it spiked because of this film. That's quite possible. I didn't think about that. Sorry, guys. Carry on. <laughs> we were talking about whether or not you thought that they were trying to build a romantic thing between Nancy and Dr. Gordon. Please, yes, of course. I mean, I thought I thought that you were, were going to mention in this podcast that you were jealous of Bill. <laughs> I <clears throat> I feel like so, they make it seem like she, like he's more into her than she is into him. Yeah, she's I like, got I that concerns and things going on. He's like, oh, but she's innocent. She doesn't understand his oh, yeah. aggressive <laughs> come ons. Though, how do we go from Bill Maher well, finding hypnosil in her purse? To now trying to take advantage of a young woman. Yeah. 
He's a terrible doctor and he's a terrible person. Just look at him. Right. But we learn that Nancy's mom died in her sleep. Yep. Her relationship with her father has gone to shit. (laughs) And she confesses to him that she thinks the kids are an actual danger. Actual physical danger. She wants them on Hypnosil and uh, he's not having it. That's crazy. Yeah, I love I love how ethical he is one minute, but then he's making cracks about cigarette burns earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Just nice and laid back doctor. Yeah, cigarette he's burns totally, are fine. Yeah. Taking advantage of the new superstar grad student, that's fine. Prescribing drug, that, drugs that may actually help them? No. I would say that he's enchanted by her. Oh, for sure. How couldn't you be? And I would say that she can never replace Glenn because Glenn, <laughs> how do you do that? How do you oh, replace, replace Glenn? Glenn. You can't. can't. That's why she's not interested. Exactly. And now we go to the scene that, uh, when I was a child, this freaked me out. Hell yeah. The most. Like, this is the most graphic scene that I remembered when I was watching the movie. Yep. Like, I remembered it just frame by frame, every every little thing about this movie, because the way that this scene takes place just... Oh, like I could just feel it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So Philip's fallen asleep. Little Freddy, uh, pu- you know, morphs into one of his puppets, hops off the wall, uh-huh. <laughs> walks up to the bed. Phenomenal use of claymation at this point. It mm-hmm. is. They filmed it in reverse. Did they really? Yeah, they started off with like a really detailed Freddy face, and then they kept smoothing it out and smoothing it out. Smoothing oh, that out. makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Hops off the wall, and then unnecessary because then he just transforms into himself oh, right <laughs> so what's the point <laughs> right they wanted to include those puppets in some way and they're like puppet freddy that sounds awesome they, we put ten thousand dollars in that shot yeah we're using it and that's when he pulls the sheets off of philip and slice slice i think they could have gone with just the glove i don't think i don't think the puppet needed to have freddy's face morph into it i think it would have been better if they had just made the glove appear on the puppet's hand and have it fall down and then rise up into Freddy. I think this is one of the first movies where it's really like Freddy is the star. They're like, he's going to get some screen time. Oh, yeah. He is yep. shown in the first scene, whereas in most of the other movies, he's not like, they start with his glove or glimpses of him, shadows of him. Yep. Whereas in this one, the first scene, he's there. <laughs> he gets a lot of screen time, a lot of yep. pun time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. A little more jokes and stuff. So they were like, let's give him some more scenes, right? Yeah, like, he is the star of this one for sure. Definitely yeah. the star. So they wanted to, mm. you know, there's some cool stuff in there with Freddy. Like Freddy ripping out Philip's tendons mm. in his feet and wrists to oh. turn him into a puppet. So you like puppets? I'll show you a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> now, a puppet bitch. That's what yeah. you'd say. Yeah. <laughs> now, as gruesome as this is, they... Now go back to the real world where Kincaid wakes up, and apparently Philip sleepwalks to the point where they just don't give a shit anymore. Sleepwalker, he's known Kin- for it. No Kincaid just yells at Philip. Just he doesn't even yell. It's like a mild It's like, hey, wake yeah. up. <laughs> All right, I tried. Goes back to sleep. Have a nice stroll, asshole. Yeah, yeah. he rhymes there. Resentful, even. Yeah. Just lets him go. Just doesn't give a shit. He tries so hard. No, he does give a shit. <laughs> when? Well, you can see because uh, in the scene where he's leaving the room, Kincaid, or sorry, Cool Breeze, Cool Breeze, <laughs> yeah, um, says, "Yeah, and have a nice stroll, asshole," and then rests his head back down on the pillow. However, in the following scene, where Philip is leaving the room and starting to walk down the hallway, uh, Cool Breeze is watching him. All the way. 
So he has, he has now risen back up from his bed to watch Philip because of his concern for him. I'm not actually... Or, or shitty editing and bad continuity. I'm going to lean... I don't know which way I'm leaning. I don't know which way I'm leaning. You I'm know, gonna, may, think, maybe Cool Breeze doesn't really give a shit. He's just kind of curious. Like, he, <laughs> nothing else going on. You know, let's see where he goes. Mm-hmm. He's tired, man. You saw how tired he was. He wanted to go to sleep. Or maybe he's like, last time when Philip sleptwalked, he pissed himself. Yeah, so let's Could see. Give me some funny shit. Yeah. <laughs> Walked into Jennifer's okay, room. Burnt okay, her nice save, guys. Nice save. <laughs> nice save. But he walks. But this part, this was the one part that kind of weirded me out, is that he's, he, you see him in the real world. He's walking. You know, you can tell that he's, we know that he's being tugged along by his tendons and, or his arteries or whatever. But he like goes through the the locked door like this. That he's like phases through. The yeah, door. he like phases yeah. through that door. That's that's in real life. That's in the right. real world. That that's happening. So can, is Freddy so powerful right now that he can extend his power just a little bit into the real world? Kind of bubble out and scoop him in a little bit. And how does nope. the nurse at the reception desk just not notice that? Again, he's a sleepwalker. He's a walker. They used to no. Shit. He, he walks through a door. Through walls oh. all the time. Whatever. You know. And she you know, just saw him walking, and she's like, "Oh, there he is walking again." Let me go back to where. Yeah, she didn't see important. the actual phasing part. Yeah. And the way that he was walking in his sleepwalk, like he was walking as if he was a marionette puppet. Very right? disturbing. Yeah. Right. Just kind of. So that happens all the time. He's into puppets. Maybe he sleepwalks and dreams about being a puppet. This is about justification of the movie's in inconsistency, <laughs> all right? Well, I mean, this they is, only this have, is about was it? It's not very this, long. They can't explain everything. <laughs> this is this is about quieting the um, analytical, you know, judgmentalness of the whole thing. It's just like now he's now he's into a high security ward, you know, like he's 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 gotten out of the high security ward somehow. Mm-hmm. Right, but it, it, this is all interesting to me, though. This is not this is not trying to retrofit uh, retrofit inconsistencies. This is Freddy Krueger is a man whose abilities are constantly in flux. Totally, he keeps mm-hmm. figuring out how to do new things, and uh, powers that he used to have keep getting stripped away from him. Mm-hmm. He is adaptive, so this is just another no. one of his new powers. He's managed to this... reach out and pull him through the through the door. Mm-hmm. Because Philip makes his way up to the the belfry. No, wait, that, that's where a bell is held. Way up high, where he jumps off and well, kills. It's, himself. it's the Do old closed down a... wing of the of the asylum. Do we have right. to give it a name? And even in to... this moment, you have Joey freaking out, refusing to say a word to yeah. anybody, and you have yes. this receptionist like trying to guess his miming. It's like obviously something's wrong, but you won't say anything, even though I just saw this guy sleepwalk across and phase through a door. Yeah, he, That's fine. he scoops Willie out of his bed and drags yeah. his paralyzed body to the, Starts to the window. Starts banging on doors with a tray so that Gets everyone... everybody awake. So he builds up an audience to, to watch Philip just walk out of, what, third, fourth story window, let's say. This is... This is a disappointing end to a very creative scene. They don't even show you how he dies they just you know sleepwalk him up there with you know tendons like ripped out of his body well pretty creative pretty creative and then yeah but if somebody asked me would you rather see him splatter on the ground from falling or have him dragged through a hospital by his uh tendons tendons. like a marionette i'd Mm -hmm. say i'll take the marionette yeah what is what is your guys's aversion to actually seeing the the finality of 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 the death you keep 
coming up with excuses and justifications for why they don't do it or why you would rather have this or that or the other. Why can't we have our our horror and eat it too? Yeah, why, why can't why, we have all of it? And I'm with you. I, I would have taken both. I mean, that, that would have been fine, but... uh Budget. I, It'd be in the 80s. <laughs> and most of the time, I would actually be frustrated that they didn't bother to show the death. But I guess I was so satisfied with the marionetting. Yeah, that was... That the fall out the window was kind of like, yeah, we had to go somehow. Yeah. I want to see some, like, open eyes and empty gaze. I want to see some of that. <laughs> well, I have, at the next... Because otherwise... some unfulfilled gaze? Well, at, at the Otherwise, next, it's hard to confirm that they're actually dead. At, <laughs> at the next group session, when all <laughs> hell breaks out, Will does point out that his eyes were open on the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was awake, man. I saw he was him. awake. Yeah, this is like the most awful therapy session that has ever taken place in a psychiatric. <laughs> it, it goes to hell pretty quick. These people, these doctors, have zero control over their patients. Yeah, everyone's pissed off. Kincaid starts causing a bunch of shit. Max has Bill to Mars go calling people cowards. Oh yeah, that was the crazy part. Yeah, he straight up just threw Philip under the bus. Mm-hmm. He's a coward. Yep. Like, Your he friend's a, a bitch. <laughs> yep. Your friend's a little bitch. He abandoned you, he abandoned me, and he disappointed himself. I mean, yeah, Dr. Gordon's not being a good doctor at the moment. <laughs> Even Dr. Elizabeth is like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, calm down. Jesus, have some faith in these kids. And, I'm and supposed Taren, to be the harmless bitch here. Yeah. And Taryn delivered one of the worst lines I've ever seen delivered. Her her uh, pronunciation or, or her stress on, on the words in her sentence while she's crying or trying to cry. Oh, she's got some bad actress moments yeah. in this film. Oh, like she says, that bastard murdered him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has a few moments like that in this or, movie. Or Taryn, how about, that bastard murdered him. Like, why, not, why don't you say it that way? Like you can see her in the Taren. mirror practicing. That bastard? No, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> that that bastard. bastard murdered him. That bastard murdered him. Oh, God, this is so hard. So group therapy just goes to hell in 10 seconds, <laughs> and Dr. Sims is just like, fuck it, fuck you all. Mandatory sedation for everybody. Everybody's yeah, we're locking sedated. it down. Everyone's going to bed tonight. Yeah, like... We just had Will in a wheelchair just saying, no, his eyes were open. His eyes were... He seemed kind of, like, calm about the whole thing. Like, freaked like out, scarily obviously. scarily calm. But mandatory sedation. We've got Joey who didn't say a fucking word. Right? Mandatory sedation. Joey who was voluntarily mute. Everybody. Who, if right. there ever was a moment to break his emo muteness... Right. ...is when one of his friends is about to die. Yeah. The former debate champion just decides not to talk anymore because he got scared in a dream. Yeah. yeah, I think Joey's a little bitch here. Should have been Joey out that window, right? But uh, sorry, go ahead. Coop. Oh, I'm just disappointed in Coop. I'm done. I'm, I'm with you guys. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <just like> you. <laughs> right, but this is where Doctor Gordon stands up, and he's like, "No, we're not going to state these kids. We're going to give them hypnosis." Right, and we don't have any yet. But we're going to give it to him. We got one or two days. Yeah, I read my decision right now. I read a one-line description. On my computer. <laughs> and you're taking hey, it. If so. Nancy's taking it, it must be good. That's right. Right. Elizabeth, I'm overriding your authority. And I'm going to take the heat with Dr. Carver That's if right. this goes yep. wrong. And we're going to do this. That's oh, right. God. What did I just say? When are we going to get it? We don't even have any. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any. What the hell have I done? Dr. Carver's going to kill me. So tonight we're not going to do anything. We're just going to try and stay awake tonight. Pan uh, scene cuts over to Cool Breeze in the quiet room. Rocking back and forth, singing his 
uh, heartwarming rendition of Ain't Gonna Dream No More. Ain't Gonna Dream No More. Mm-hmm. Max checks in on Jennifer watching TV in the common room. <laughs> she just begs to you know be left alone. Please, come on tonight, Max. Come on, tonight of all nights, research. let me stay awake. She's doing research on being her TV star. Mm-hmm. She's got to watch TV. She's like, I have a lot of burning to do tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's immediately what happens, too. Like, as soon as Max leaves, she lights up a cigarette and burns herself. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, the very rapey orderly. Uh, mm. What is... The, there's no name this, for him. This scene, this scene is... Yeah, it comes across rapey, but really the only purpose of this scene is to make sure they stress the fact, in case you forgot, that she's a junkie. Right. So that they keep that wonderful scene they got coming in, in, in check. Come, Come on, on, baby. Let's go to this meth party. I'm your teacher. Understand? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell Max who's going to believe you. Well, you're pretty creepy, and Max is pretty friendly to all the kids. I think he might actually believe her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't think Lorenzo has much sway here. Is that his name? Lorenzo? Yeah. yeah we IMDb'd it. It doesn't say it anywhere in the movie, but he's Lorenzo. No wonder Philip was able to sleepwalk anywhere he wanted. This guy ain't doing his job. No. <laughs> this guy's chilling in the dispensary. Taking I mean, pharmaceuticals. It's very low security for Get, a high security ward. Like, yeah. no security guards, yeah. no cameras. Yeah, you've got Lorenzo the orderly just getting the clean pharmaceutical high. Trying and to rape no people. cameras in this hospital. Like, no, yeah, see, Lorenzo's pissed off because he was like, oh my, he was all on Dr. Elizabeth's side. He's like, let's sedate all of these women. Yeah, let's this get is, all of them. Let's yeah. make this a rape night. <laughs> and then Dr. Gordon ruined all of his fun. So we're now back to Jennifer dozing off at watching TV. Mm-hmm. Gives herself a good burn. Mm-hmm. Light a cigarette, burns herself, tries to stay awake. And so on television, she's watching a talk show. Uh, she's watching Joshua Gabor get interviewed. When the interview turns into Freddy Krueger, oh my God, she's not at all. She's asleep right now. Uh huh. And Freddy goes to stab Jaja Gabor, right? Yep. But the TV starts frizzing out, so I couldn't, I couldn't count Jaja on the death. That's right. Yeah we, yeah, we don't see her. We don't see her die. And that was also a dream, right? So she goes up to the TV. Starts pounding on it. Because she hears the rhyme. She hears right. the little jump rope girls are singing through the TV again. Right. So as mm-hmm. you do, you just start banging on it. That's how everyone fixed their TV back in the day, though. Also, she goes well, to the she... remote a couple of times. She tries to remote, cause yeah. she tries a couple of channels, and they're all the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She goes up to the TV. Yep. So we've got... These... She took the blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got these mechanical claw-like <laughs> arms coming out of the side of the TV. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we've got Freddy's head like morphing out of the top of it with the rabbit ears on top. Yeah, that yeah, great. yeah. They kept the rabbit yeah, ears on. They him. kept yeah. the rabbit ears. It was a nice touch, you know. Gave him a little hat. And great line, great line. Uh, Welcome to primetime, bitch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Slams next her face break. into the glass. Also, Here's your big, break. Break. Yep. your big break. Yep. Slams her face right into the TV, and just, just leaves her hanging there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Actually, would you like to know a little bit of uh, backstory to this scene? Oh, I oh. know it, but go ahead. Um, well, I don't know. They, it. they did two different takes, and uh, one of them was, This is it, Jennifer, your big break on TV. And the other one was, Welcome to primetime, bitch. Or they did three takes, and the first two takes were the big break on TV, and the third take was, Welcome to primetime, bitch. And then they edited the two together. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so Robert, Eng- both good. Robert England was uh, was getting bored, getting ad libby. 
And that's they, good. Well, he was, and then they well, he was tired. Yeah. He was tired. This could have been the 24-hour work week right here. Oh, it could have been. Someone's wow. been doing their research. <laughs> Uh-oh. Nate actually came prepared to something. I know. So, slams are ahead of the TV, and yeah. Max walks in. Oh, fuck, another one dead. I shouldn't have let her watch TV. He, yeah. I, I bet he takes it to heart. I bet he thinks it's his fault. Yeah, probably. Nah, nothing nothing, nothing phases right. Max, you know. He gave her the option. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is what happens. Yeah, She took the blue pill. If she had gone to bed, she might be alive right now. And then we're at a funeral, and whose funeral is this? Is this... Uh, is this Philip's funeral? <laughs> is this Philip's funeral? Is it? Uh... I I have it written down as Jennifer's funeral. The Jennifer's funeral. What happened to Philip? No one gives a shit about Philip. Did the funerals happen the next day, or is this the next day? Maybe it's a double funeral. And Doctor Gordon sees someone very important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another appearance from the nun, who is now introduced as Mary Helen, mm-hmm. Sister Mary Helena, Sister Mary Helena, or mm-hmm. Helen, Helena, I think. All right. She looks like she's been raped a hundred times. Sister Mary Helena warns Dr. Gordon that the unquiet spirit must be laid to rest. Must be laid to rest. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Nancy's house where she and Dr. Gordon are having a romantic night. A late night dinner. It's very dark in that house. They're dating, apparently. Mm -hmm. There's a fireplace. There's wine. Right. There's a Malaysian dream doll. Nancy so, is very uncomfortable by this man hasn't left her house already. Right. Mm-hmm. She right. is not thinking sex at all. Yeah, dinner he's ended got a, a long he's time got, ago. He's got some wood in, 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 in the cupboard. Like that's mm-hmm. He's trying to pull the old like lament into the moonlight by the uh, window. Like, uh-huh. what am I gonna do mm-hmm. about these kids, Nancy? Oh well it's maybe so late. I take, Can I just sleep here? <laughs> maybe if I take hypnosil with her, she'll you know <laughs> let's take it together. There. Yeah. So she wants to make sure Dr. Gordon's cool, so she starts prepping him for all this crazy stuff, and are you ready to hear it? And Yeah, he's ready for the truth. Oh, yeah. Finally ready for the truth. Anything to get into her pants. Mm-hmm. He didn't believe a fucking word of it. He's like, will this get me laid? Yeah, all right. Let's, let me hear your nonsense. This is what he gets off on. He's a psychiatrist. He likes, he likes the girl to be, you know, on the edge, like a wacko, you know? Off camera, I'm assuming Nancy is explaining uh, Freddie to Dr. Gordon. Because otherwise, he, you know, he didn't seem shocked at the next scene, which is the group session. Yeah, we're, we're an unofficial group. Right, unofficial group, straight talk only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> like, before it was all bullshit, right? Now straight talk only. It's real time. It's real time. <laughs> and Nancy is describing <laughs> Freddy and all the history and lore behind it. Yeah, she tells the kids, listen, I know all about Freddy. Right. Oh, they I've don't even th- know who Freddy is. I've right. been through this before. She's like, I know you're talking I about. I was that girl. Way. You were all children of Elm Street. And I think this is the first time that anybody except for the jump rope girls call Freddy Freddy. Right, mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger. Yeah, because yeah. they don't know who he is. Like, oh, he's, you know what he looks like, but who is he? And she's like, I know. His name's Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Our parents killed him. And they're like, what? Yep. yep. And Nancy declares that they are all the last children of Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also... Noting to the like finality of the tone, like Wes right. Craven trying to make it the last one. It's like y'all are the last. Of the yeah, yeah, kids. exactly. Like, there's the no more. No, there's more. no more. No more kids tied to the <laughs> to the lore after this. Right. Nancy <laughs> just takes it upon herself to describe Kristen's gift to everybody. Yeah, Kristen's the key. She's the key, yeah. and no one knows what the fuck she's talking about. No, but she has the gift. gift. She has the gift. Never says no, 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 what no, no, it no. is. She's They've the all got powers. Oh, she's the one. Oh yeah, no, we'll we'll, we'll get there. 
They've all got powers. Yeah, but yeah, she's but, the one with the but powers. No one knows all. yet. And and yeah, Kristen's the only one with the gift that Nancy doesn't say what the fuck it is. It's her it's her groundbreaking research, all right? Okay. She's got instincts. She's got experience. She's you know Well She's she's done a lot of dream research by not dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Nancy is telling everyone that there's a that Kristen has a gift and we're going to all put ourselves into a sleep state under hypnosis. And Dr. Gordon pulls out the pendulum, pulls out the pendulum. Let's get this going right now. Let's do right. this right now. Do it right yeah, now. Now that you guys know that she's the key, let's all just do it right now. Right now. And take us there, Kristen. Yeah, take us there. What, no one knows what that means. <laughs> like Kristen isn't even sure she knows what that means, I don't think. No. But they doze off for a second and then wake immediately back up again. Doesn't seem like it's worked. Well, hold on. I wanted to go back to the distracting fucking light that was on that pendulum. It's there on purpose. It's there on purpose. It's from the desk lamp. No, right? no, no, no. It's on it's, the pendulum. It's on the pendulum. The, there's a light on the pendulum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought it was a reflection from the desk lamp. No, because I, I was thinking that why because, the part, because in the second part when Nancy the, does it, they show her turn the light on first and then start the pendulum. Yeah, okay. even more than that. Later, when they do it the second time, she turns the desk lamp off. Right. And then turns the pendulum on. Gotcha. Okay, so the pendulum only flashes a light when it comes to, like, the, the center. center. Yeah. Well, it's like a light that's on, and then you see the reflection when the metal passes by it. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, this is fucking boring. So, anyway, the hypnosis obviously didn't work, because they all woke up in the same room. Dr. Gordon's not impressed. He's like, oh, shit, this didn't work. What the fuck are we going to do now, She's Nancy? crazy. Should I still fuck her? Uh, I'm going to have to explain this to Dr. Carver. Mm. All this hypnosil we had FedExed over. <laughs> yeah. And Joey goes to get some water and sees the nurse who is... Uh, beckoning him over. Oh, yeah, she's being super seductive. Yeah. Uh, Marcy lures Joey into just a side bedroom. Oh, I've always had this crush on you. Why do you think I've made excuses to come see you all the time? And blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Joey's getting really excited. Almost about to talk, maybe. 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 But then we pan back over to Dr. Gordon, who's playing with his little click-clack thing, and then they all just explode off. Yeah, all the the balls start to float around, and they're like, oh, fuck, we are dreaming. Uh, Shit just got real. (laughs) This scene is done very well. We get a little introduction to everybody's uh, dream power. Yep. Start with wheels. He's like, I can walk. Mm-hmm. Start with wheels, yeah. Yep. Like, just make sure this is a dream. Let me stand up. My power is my body before I try to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's also the wizard master. Also the wizard, master. the wizard master. And to prove he's a wizard master, he unleashes a very dangerous, very harmful, fluttery green butterfly. Mm-hmm. Just to show how powerful he is. Mm-hmm. Bangerang! <laughs> Calm down, Rufio. And no, then, the music in this scene when when he's doing the little green thing there, and I'm the wizard master. Blah! The music just reminded me of Hook. Oh. It, was, uh, it was so playful and gentle, and oh, and, <laughs> and you know, the crow. You know, I'm. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. So, Kristen is. Yeah, does this seem unfair? She already has a dream power. Her dream power is to like collectively gather everyone into her dream well more so so she's got the dream power that collectively gathers right yeah she's now an expert gymnast yeah gymkata right and we find out later that apparently she's clairvoyant as well like she knows joey's in trouble when Mm. when that comes like she just knows these freddie has him yeah 
I don't I don't understand. So she gets she also like she can feel Freddy. I guess like he's close. Yeah. I know he's here. So she's got radar. She's got Jim Cotta. She's got gathering people well, into her. I mean, dream. she is the one. She's like the like, dream the warrior. She's the one she, chief. She's the Neo of of the dream warriors. She mm-hmm. is. You might call her the dream master. No, that's no. the next one. Yeah, no. Heyo. <laughs> and then we've got huh? we've got shout cool out breeze. to the fourth movie. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Cool Breeze like. with his super strength because he can bend chair legs. He can bend chair legs. Right? And Taryn, who is beautiful and bad. <laughs> Only shown from like her leather getup with the mohawk and two switchblade knives. Yeah, right? really, really small ones too. Are these like the most underwhelming dream powers you can think of? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm thinking if you're in a dream, you can fly. Your super strength is more than bending chair legs. Yeah. You know? Or I have the... I have the power of vengeful pyromaniac parents. Right. <laughs> I could just set things on fire. Mm-hmm. Like These are the most underwhelming dream powers ever. Yeah. Like, looking, mm-hmm. like when I was a kid, this is like, oh, this is awesome. They have all these powers. But no, they're kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah. Where's the morning star? Yeah. Where's the all, all my, my body is just blades. Yeah. <laughs> or something. You know? I'm made of solid steel and I can't be killed. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Kincaid too, it seems like he's less strong man and more just fat. <laughs> you know, like a little, little chubby, kind of, kind of tubby. But now we get to go see our first set of boobs. Oh, very nice nice set of boobs. Uh, my favorite scene when I was a kid. This, this is a great scene. Yeah, this is a really well done scene. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> because they they are nice boobs. Because he unzips her, uh-huh. she undresses, the boobs pop out. They're nice. They're big. This is excessive, like, this is, is this nudity in context with sexual interpretation? Because that's what triggers the rating increase, is if there's... Well, yeah, because she immediately, boobs, like, starts making out on the bed, yeah. starts making out with him. She's now in a white thong, a which... white thong on. She mounts him, kind yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So this is, like, this is them using all of their sexuality in one shot. Like they're, this, this is affecting the rating by itself. They, they could do like just nudity by itself and have it not affect the rating as much as this nudity in sexual context. At least that's how the MPAA would interpret it. So she starts heavily making out with him. Joey immediately realizes, well, not immediately, but shortly after realizes something is very wrong. I can and tell if she's biting his tongue or if he's biting her tongue. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. That was a little confusing. I don't know whose tongue it is. I think maybe it was hers. He grabbed onto it though, like it was his. Right. Yeah. But then she just spits tongues at his hands and feet yeah. to bind into the bed. Yeah, she got tongues. For and what days. the hell happened to his tongue at this point? I don't like know. Like if that was his tongue that was stretched, yeah, out, stretched out, two feet, days. started tearing apart. Right. Well, you know, it's a dream. It's a dream. And okay. instead of him or her, the nurse just transforming into Freddy and Freddy being like tongue tied. No, right. it's like Freddy comes in, like yanks her out, and comes in from behind. Oh, I, know, I didn't catch that. It's like they like switch spots. It should he should have just like morphed slowly? Should have, right? It's like just really burned, grotesque breasts. Oh, like yeah, her, I think stuff like budget. And he's like, "Come on, Joey, don't you want some of these?" <laughs> he's like gross, <laughs> dripping with like flesh. <laughs> now Joey's tied to the bed frame with tongues, and the mattress just drops into the pits of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's just dangling there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This is like Dreamland, see? This is all focusing on Dreamland. Dream power. He has power in the dream world, and the real world doesn't really get affected unless people, you know, fall asleep. So, 
Therefore, the bones at the end of this movie are fucking bullshit. <laughs> All right. So we go, we go head back over to the rest of the group. The lights go out. Uh, they're, they realize that they're locked in the therapy room. The doorknob is too hot. It burns Dr. Gordon's hand. Mm-hmm. Um, the room starts to melt and transform into a hellish landscape. And it starts to close in around them. Somebody's at the door. Oh, my God. This is the moment we're about to die. But no, it's just Dr. Elizabeth. Yep. And, and she is pissed. She is pissed. Worst hypnosis session ever. Joey's in a code blue coma and deep coma. Mm-hmm. Code blue is actually a hospital term for cardiac arrest. Oh. But Nathan, who has to come in and correct things once Dr. Gordon has fucked everything up? Dr. Carver. <laughs> the what? Dr. Carver. The Dr. Carver. The one we've heard so much about. And you know what? I do like it. I like his authority. He comes he's in and pissed. he sets... He's, yeah. yeah, he's pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. He's pissed. This is bullshit. Take your fucking pseudoscience and crazy hypnosis and get the fuck out of my hospital. Fired. He's like he's like me in these podcasts, you know? He steps in when he has to, says what needs to be said, and that's it. Everybody <laughs> just takes it. Yep, but I couldn't... In the end, I couldn't side with him because he tells Nancy to shut up. And uh, it's uh, unacceptable. <laughs> it's like, I wasn't talking to you, was I? And, in fact, for the rest of this podcast, if you guys could refer to me as Dr. Carver... Nope. That'd be, that'd be just fine. Absolutely not happening. Dr. Elizabeth Sims says to Gordon, showing the slightest bit of empathy for a second, but then circles back around, oh yeah, I'm a turbo cunt, and you brought this upon yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Suck so. it, you're both fired, Nancy and Dr. Gordon. Um, Jonathan, what's a, what's a turbo cunt? Use your imagination, Dr. Carver. It's an extremely fast <laughs> pussy. Extremely. <laughs> and now we have the fired Turbo. Neil Gordon packing his silver Mazda with his boxes of shit. His, bo- his box full of boxes. His box of boxes, except for one picture that falls out. Mm-hmm. That's of him with Philip and Jennifer. Yeah. Right? Like, uh-huh. it, it makes me think, like, maybe they were his kids. It's like, we used to just hold her down outside in the field and burn her with cigarettes. Yeah. Good days. Maybe they're like the first ones. He's like, ah. Oh, like the first ones that admitted. That's when he got there and they were there. And... Back before anybody had committed suicide or cut off their eyelids. Right. Yeah. Maybe this is all bullshit. Maybe Freddy isn't real. Maybe he's the killer. <laughs> <laughs> right. But then he sees the nun up in the tower and he goes to investigate. Yep. Up in the window where Philip jumps. Mm-hmm. That's right. Breaks right. the lock off the door, makes his way up to the top. It's just an old, rusted out, trashed up, abandoned wing of the hospital. But mm-hmm. there's Sister Mary Helena. She's it's lighting some candles. Lighting creepy some... place. Yeah. For a psychiatric hospital to be. Well, it's shut down, yeah. Well, that part of it is. Yeah, that shutdown was, uh, I'm sorry, that part of the hospital was shut down since the 40s. Uh, it was housed, uh, housed the worst of the criminally insane. <laughs> yeah, the very the worst. worst. So okay, what so they do got, is they take criminally Island insane people, here. rank them on a scale from one to ten, and these are the nines and tens. So she, so he goes up into Shutter Island, right? And, mm-hmm. and she relays the story of a young woman who used to work here, who got trapped in with these guys over the holidays, these criminally insane maniacs over the holidays, and no one came to check at all. No. On all these criminally insane people nope. for days. No, nope. just let them alone for the holidays. No, That's what you do. You find their own food. You lock the door and you leave a big <laughs> bowl of water and they're fine. Right. Big bowl of mush, big bowl of water. But they oh, rape right. her hundreds of times. Hundreds. hundreds. And the... then hide her. Hide her. 
that's gruesome. The hiding part, that kind of part. Like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> so then people yeah. come back and they're like, no, no, we haven't seen that chicken days. We're going to no, rape no you some back. more. Yep, we're going to do and some more. And then everyone goes raping. home for the night. Like, so let's bring out the toy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just came back from vacation and they were like, holy shit. And they just you know, closed the wing. They said, just fuck them. Just leave them in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let them rot. You know, bolted it up, let them die. And that woman was the lovely young Amanda Kruger. <laughs> and so we have Sister Mary Helena uh, telling Dr. Gordon how to finally rid the world of Sir Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta bury those remains. Gotta. In Holy, ho- hallowed ground. Hallowed. Hallowed, hallowed ground. ground. And hallowed what does hallowed mean exactly? Is that what you guys were discussing earlier? Does that mean it has to be blessed? It's, yes. It, hallowed is like sacred. That's what I thought it was like a sacred place. And if it's and if it's not a sacred place, then it has to be blessed by a man of the cloth. And not of science, right? Here's where that <laughs> quote fits in. Mm-hmm. Where if your god is science, then maybe you'll be next. Yeah, they for, for, for Freddy's kills. Like, uh, right? The, the build up to that quote. Seems like it's gonna like really nail you, like ooh, right. science is my god. I'm feeling kind of scared right now. Right, but it doesn't seem very well written. It's no. just kind of like, oh, you believe in science? Well, you're stupid, and then she disappears. <laughs> right, you're stupid. <laughs> Freddy's gonna kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you. Big dummy, stupid head. Yeah. Believe in Jesus. Yep. He goes, oh, where'd she go? Oh, I have no idea. Oh well. Uh, back to my, you know, shitty life of being a failed dream expert doctor, and then. Nancy is at the hospital, or not the hospital, at the asylum hospital, watching Joey in his coma. She tells Freddy Krueger to let go of him, you bastard. And Freddy's immediate response is to tear up Joey's chest. Yeah, I'm going to slice into this right here. God, how, how bad do you feel for Joey at this point? Like, let's say he lives and gets out of the coma. For the rest of his life, he has the Freddy Krueger scars in his chest. Come re- and get him, bitch. Come and get him, The bitch. fuck is this? Is he ever going to be able to get it on with a girl ever again, either? I mean, like, can you imagine, like... They're going to get naked girl, and he's like, going to have, yeah. like, a panic attack. That says, come and get him, bitch. Just scarred into him. It's like it, that's, it's that that's point, actually kind of a cool scene, actually. I'll it give it, it is a really cool scene. I'm just picturing Joey, like years after the fact, like carving other shit into his chest to like <laughs> distort the letters, trying to trying to connect, <laughs> make the C into an O, and like, right. okay, how can I fix this? Yeah, uh, come on your face, bitch! No, no, yeah. wait, no, oh, oh god! <laughs> like trying to fix a bad <laughs> tattoo. All right, so then the Nancy and the doctor, the doctor's giving Nancy a ride home, like you were saying. They go to find. They want to go find Freddy's remains. Mm-hmm. But only one man knows where those remains are. Of course, only one. Of course. And we don't know who that is yet. But we head over to Little Nemo's bar. Oh. <laughs> right? Little Nemo? Mm-hmm. Don't. It's not that cool. <laughs> it's a reference to slumber. I know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but we have the return of John Saxon, Mr. Thompson's in his security guard uniform, getting hammered at the bar, which it looks like he lives there. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, like, he's, he's set up shop. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's his table. 
Now, was that a security guard uniform or like I thought it was a police? Uniform. I thought it was like a sheriff. He's like a sheriff. Like he's a sheriff or something. It said security on the patch on his arm. Maybe oh, he's been. De- maybe he used to be a sheriff, and now he's like no, been drinking. His wife died. Now he hangs around the mall. And man, he doesn't like Neil. Doesn't even acknowledge him. Yeah. When he first when they first get there, he's just like, "Hey, Nancy, I'm so glad you came to see yeah. me." And doesn't even acknowledge the doctor standing there. And why is he not acknowledging anything to do with Freddy and all of that stuff? Like, why is he? Like the, the dream world and all that. He knows it's fucking real. Because Kruger is dead. He's, He's tired dead. of that shit. It's over. The 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 dream killing isn't real. All I don't these think kids. he ever believed it either. He never believed Nancy. No, he, no, he he did, but he's just tired of it. He thought it was over. He already lost his wife. His daughter hates him. He doesn't give a shit about Freddy Krueger, real or not. Right. Looks like it's going nowhere. Doc gets a page from the hospital. He goes and calls. It's Taryn. She says that. Uh, How do all these mental patients have just like free phone call abilities? Mm-hmm. Like, if, if you're in a psych ward, they're just letting you use the phone just willy-nilly. And direct mm-hmm. access to the doctor's pager. Yeah. Right? How do they know his pager number? It's ridiculous. Yeah. But Neil's, looks like- got, Neil's got personal photographs with yeah, the kids. That is true. He's handing out numbers. He's He wants to be everybody's Man. buddy. Like, he's just overstepping his boundary. Right. But Taryn, Dr. Sims, you know, she's warning him that we're, uh... Dr. Sims has got them all sedated... Kincaid is locked off by himself. Mm-hmm. So Nancy takes off to go back to the hospital. But Dr. Gordon, he's going to go rough up uh, Mr. Thompson a little bit. And uh, they're going to go find Freddy's remains together. Yeah, mm-hmm. You may not care what happens to her, but I do. And we're going on a scavenger hunt. That's right. Did I, did I see that right? Was, was uh, Mr. Thompson, yeah, was he driving? Did he drive he did. on the he, way to church? And he's like swinging, like just sucking back the whiskey on the way to church, like drinking literally while driving. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Literally. Jonathan, all 80s, bets, though, are, again, all bets are off right now. Okay. All bets are off. You can drink and drive. Okay. Yeah, you actually drink in your vehicle. Yeah, so he's, he drives them drunk to the church. Dr. Gordon grabs his bottle, tips it, and he dumps the whiskey out of it, uses it to collect holy water from inside of the church. Steal holy water. Steal, from steals church. holy water. Steals holy water. Yeah. <laughs> and steals a crucifix. And steals, and then it gets caught. He loses his license as collateral. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think a crucifix loses all of its power if it's stolen. That's the scene they didn't show of the priest being pissed off after he left because he like pulled out his wallet and he's like, yeah, all right, yeah, collateral, uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, ID, what the fuck? <laughs> and he just runs off. Just calls the cops like, immediately. I'll be back. But it, but it all does work to showing that Neil is on edge. He's on edge. He's willing to drive around with a drunk man behind the wheel. He's willing to no, do anything. Steal crucifixes out of churches. He's willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nancy gets back Pretty to the easy. hospital. Max is not going to let her go see uh, Kristen, but he will let her have a few minutes with the remaining... Uh, the- uh, yeah, the it's remaining like, uh, three. The remaining they're, three, they're off in the TV room. They're off in the TV room with a big burn mark of the TV <laughs> where Jennifer died. Like the previous day. They couldn't put them any other place Yeah, together. like what, t- what time has passed? Has it been like a couple days? They're all just sitting there just staring at the wall, horrified. Burn <laughs> like, marks. They like, couldn't even get someone to paint it. Does the room still smell like her? Ooh, like burnt flesh. Yeah. yeah a bit of hair. <laughs> go back over to Mr. Thompson and, and the doctor. They arrive at Perry Brothers Auto Salvage. And uh, the remains are deep in the heart of this place. Mr. Thompson's not even sure he remembers where they are. Yep. So they're so, searching for the remains. Head back over to the straight talk only room. It's time for one last dream team assembly. Dream warrior time. Yep, they're all pumped up. If you die in your dream, it is real. Just in case you didn't get that before. Yeah, this and shit is on. Is yeah. Swing that shit. pendulum. Did you not see the other kids die? Okay, this is for real. real and talk. cool breeze. 
Cool Breeze is all into it. Let's go kick this motherfucker's ass all over Dreamland. Yep. Oh, yeah. And after one practice session from earlier, they're all perfect at it because they all, bam, they're right with Chris immediately, right next to her. Mm-hmm. Also, Nancy has become a professional hypnotist at this point because she heard Bill Maher do it once before. Bill Maher. So now, of course, she can do it. Too. She knows exactly what's she going knows, on. She knows, yeah. Um, so <laughs> they all wake up together in the quiet room with Kristen. And Freddy just starts slashing through the the padded walls just mm-hmm. immediately. Yeah, feathers are everywhere. It's all a distortion mechanism to get them all separated. Right. Mm-hmm. Avengers assemble. Mm-hmm. But I like that dream though. team. I like that he had the wherewithal to separate them. Right. He's like, oh shit. Well, like, like he did at the very beginning under the first hypnosis, he pulled the weak one off the pack. Right. He mm-hmm. like, pulled Joey away because he knows Joey's not going <laughs> to scream. Yep. Not even now. Nope. Mm-mm. Killing the mute. I was t- taking candy from a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the, the, let's see. The first one to have her little scene is uh, is Kristen. Kristen. She's back at the scene from the beginning of the movie. It's the opening scene and she's redo. Like, oh, great! It was all a dream. Yeah. Right. But man, her mom's so much nicer. Mm-hmm. I love you, mom. Gives her a big hug. Hops into bed, and then you think the mom is looking at the guest, right? <laughs> and she does have a guest, and it's Freddy Krueger. Oh, oh, yeah, he likes his bourbon. But, man, he is dressed to the nines. He is. He looks Pissed good. he didn't get his bourbon, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. I said, where's the fucking bourbon? <laughs> <laughs> right? And they go back and forth a lot with his voice, right? Sometimes yeah. it's just pure Robert England just doing a raspy voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And other times it's, like, distorted with effects. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, decapitates Elaine. And she still talks. She still talks. She's mm-hmm. pissed. It's like, ah, oh, it's your fault. No, Every she's time back I to have being... a man over, yeah. oh, you ruin you everything. You attention whore. Kids. Back to being bitchy old Elaine. Yeah. And so we have Kristen who jumps through her bedroom window and falls down a flight of stairs. Oh, before right. that, she does a nice little, like ninja kick off the wall. She like, runs up the wall and does a flip and then jumps straight out uh, the window. Right, yeah, she does that the back gymnast flip. stuff. Comes right, yeah. she had to go ahead and tip off Freddie that she's got some powers. She's got some mm-hmm. gymnast powers. Uh, why do that? She kung fu. Yep, and now she's back inside of Nancy's house, like you said. Then we head over to Taryn, who's oh, walking Taryn. down an alley. Uh, there's a little nice uh, Freddy and Taryn inside of a heart, graffitied on the wall behind right. them. That was kind of sweet. Then she, and then she touches the wall and does like starts starts the beginning of what would be a thriller music video. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The uh, right. synthesizers right. She kicked just, like, up. Yep. She, she turns and, and, and puts her hands out on, on the wall for some reason, you know, about to go into some sort of dance move. Because she's bad. And then... You know and then, she's no, bad. there's there's no dance. There's no there's no music video. Actually, I do want to say though, in the beginning of that scene, she's not in the alley. She's in the house. She's like just in oh, the hallway in the is. house because she hears Kristen yelling. Kristen's like, "Ah, oh, Nancy, Nancy," and then she hears her. And she's like, "Oh, Kristen, is that you? Where, where are you?" Ah, and she starts walking down the hallway, and she's like, "Wait, the hallway's changing. What's going on?" She she was lured into the alley, mm-hmm. and then she looks behind her. It's a brick wall. It's like, oh no. <laughs> I'm trapped. Right, but Freddie—the way Freddie come when he comes out and starts talking to her—he that must be like a, a recreation of an alley that she used to do drugs in or something. Yeah, he's right? like, "Hey, yeah. baby, we're all friends." He's What's like, up? "Remember this place?" Yeah, right. We hang out, you know. And then it shows her like gross little uh, <laughs> talking little, holes, like yeah, mouths. like her her little track mark mouths. That, oh, oh no, wait, that, that's after. I'm sure this is probably one of Nathan's favorite fight scenes. Uh, where a girl in a mohawk easily corners Freddy Krueger and stabs him in his side. Mm-hmm. And, then it, yeah. and then he says, Al, like he's in pain. Yeah, oh, yeah right? it's like, oh, why, why are we oh, fighting? Why are we fighting? Hold Let's on. be friends. Let's do Let's some go. drugs, bitch. Remember us? We used to be friends. We're in love. <laughs> 
and then all of his fingers turn into little syringes. And that's her weakness. That's her Achilles heel. That's when yeah. she stops her. She's so yeah. bad before that. She's going to slice him up. She's going to fuck him up. Oh, but man. And then man. he's got needles. She's like, oh, no, I'm so weak. Yeah. You can't as, as, as soon as the syringes popped up, it yeah. was just no fight in her whatsoever. <laughs> no, she had a lot of fight for Lorenzo, not so much for Freddy. Mm-hmm. I think she kind of wants to get raped by Freddy. Mm. I think so. What the <laughs> fuck? They're in love. No like, friends. What was in the I like, syringes? I like, like the... The, uh, the, the wounds on her, on her arms. Oh, her that, little sucker mouths? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Sucker. Oh. Sucker wounds. They're just like... <laughs> yeah. oh, just into they it. They just want those needles. They just oh, want yeah. them. They just remind me of like the little baby plants in Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Just... just Mm-hmm. But he jams him right into her arms, she's right in there. And as she's ODing, he's reacting as if he's like sucking up her life energy. Oh, he's yeah. like, "Oh, that's some good shit. Oh, that high. What a rush. What a <laughs> rush." <laughs> so Taryn's done. Now we're back. Now we're off to Will. Ah, oh, next. I loved him when I was a kid. He's walking down the filthiest hallway I've ever seen. Yep. And you know, Freddy's just taunting him. Hey, about when you wake up, you're not gonna be able to walk again. <laughs> back in the saddle, <laughs> back in the saddle. That's right. Just, oh. just brutally making fun of his paralysis. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then send there's a oh, was a scary bladed wheelchair uh-huh. and that gets sent down the hallway after him. Chris Clips his leg. Clips his leg. Clips his leg. Oh my leg. Yeah, my leg. It's like oh, now you're paralyzing a dream too. You're bad at this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But wait. Wait. Uh-oh. And the chair comes back for a second he, round. He calls, yes. He calls upon Lorek, Prince of Elves. Wait, well, like, wait, I got wizard powers. Hold I'm, on. I'm the wizard master. Jump up out of this. He's got a, a, the green electricity that he's going to shoot at for Freddy. And, and that's Okay, okay, cape. okay. But, Can't forget but about that did, sweet cape. When what? did Freddy become a demon? Uh, this, this whole religious aspect of this movie. When did he become a demon? Well, I don't know if he's a like an demon, evil but he's, he's just not al- he's not alive. He's not a It's like a yeah, spirit. Know, it's like he's, an evil he's wrong. Spirit, not late They've got us. an underlying thing with the nun and the religious tone like they're they're pushing the demon thing here, okay? Oh, he's and then evil. The synopsis. Evil. Oh, yeah. evil. Yeah, maybe he just maybe just calls him a demon, but well, yeah, uh, I mean because Terran vanquished the bog demon earlier, right? And that was a demon. So I'm just thinking in this. Yeah, Will just calls everything demons yeah, and like, elves. Yeah. For all the buildup on this, you know, like he can walk again. He's a wizard. It looks like he's actually doing damage. To yeah, it seems like he has the demon. upper hand on Freddy. Upper hand. And immediately starts charging towards him for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like you can he's fight him this. from a distance. Why are you running towards him? And up, oh, no, it doesn't work. Stabbed in the chest. Freddy does that a couple times. Like, ha, just kidding. I made you think you could hurt me. And you right. Can't. Freddy doesn't believe in fairy tales, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Believe in that shit, motherfucker. He's got some great lines in this movie. Oh, he just, yeah. just loves to say bitch all the time. Oh, yeah, bitches. Bitches. Like, Come and get him, bitch. Welcome to prime time, bitch. Yeah. Right? So, boom. Wizard Master's out of the picture. Head over to Kristen and Nancy. Kincaid bursts through the wall. He's like, I thought I heard somebody over here. Yeah, they all find each other. Everyone is still alive. Like, oh, hey, we're all mm-hmm. together again. Yay. And then Kincaid harasses Freddy, like, very strongly. Yeah. yeah. I would be a little worried if I were Nancy. He just starts <laughs> taunting him. Nancy just like, hold on, calm down a little bit, Kincaid. You're getting a little... Getting a little overconfident like there. You pussy ass yeah, Fucking pussy. I'm like, whoa, whoa, Kincaid. It's like, it's wait, like yeah, you, that's what I thought. You know what he's capable of, right? Like, we want to sneak up on him. Well, then Kincaid immediately goes in the defense because he's like, oh, yeah, talk shit. He's like, oh, yeah, that's what I thought. And then there's like a sound. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit, he's coming. Like, <laughs> you are strong enough to bend the legs of a chair. All right? Like, calm down. 
Yeah. You're breaking through walls of a house that's falling down anyway. <laughs> let's let's not go overboard. Then there's a door. And that's yeah. That's when the door there's appears. Door. And they open it up, and it's got a little spiral walkway down to Freddy's lair. It's all red inside. Looks yep. super creepy. And, and they're like, course, "Let's go in there." Yeah, of course. Like, let's just go ahead. And just stroll down the walkway. Mm-hmm. Now, Doctor Gordon. Now we're back over with Doctor Gordon and Mister Thompson. They arrive at where the remains are buried, and they are buried in the back of the red Cadillac from the original Nightmare on Elm Street. They're not really buried. They're just kind of in there. Yeah, they're just kind of tossed in the trunk. Yeah, to yeah. <laughs> the bones but wrapped in shroud. Yep. So they were somewhat preserved. Just throw them in there. Because he needs to bury them in hallowed ground. And, mm-hmm. and when the doctor goes to get the bones out of the trunk, Mr. Thompson tries to take off. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, wants no He's part like, of fuck that. this. Yeah. And he's like, I got the keys, bitch. Yeah. Well, what does he need to stay there for? He's, he took him to the bones, you know. That's he just wants nothing to do with it. Like, I have more drinking and distancing myself from my daughter to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but nope, he can't leave because he's about to attend to a he's about to attend a funeral, mm-hmm. one that's long overdue. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Kincaid, Kristen, and Nancy uh, they get to uh, they're they're in the boiler room. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's a nice right. little it's a nice, nice hellscape they've set up down there. Yeah, I appreciated the effects that were happening. Oh, yeah. It's not bad. Joey is there. Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure if it was Nancy or Kristen that yells out to Freddy, "You let him go!" Let him go. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "All right, yep, yeah." <laughs> Let's wishes go. my command. Does a little bow back. He's like, "No problem. <laughs> yeah, no, just do that for you." Yep. No, just one tongue at a time. One tongue at a time. But Nancy gets there and grabs onto him. While Kristen gets engaged in some more gymkata with Freddy. Yep. Doing some flip kicks, taking him down. And then Kincaid comes over, pulls... Grabs uh, Nancy by the ass. Grabs Nancy by the ass, pulls (laughs) them both out of the hole, and then engages with Freddy. Right, gets some, like, huge pipe. Uh, Nancy gets the pipe. No, no, Kincaid gets a big pipe and, like, hits him across the back. Oh, hits him across the back. Freddy just grabs him by the throat and he's like... And just holds him in the air forever, it seems like. Like, yeah, a long time. He's like, thinking about it. Nancy sees it. Uh, cool Breeze is in trouble. She should have been like, I'm going to give Gra- you a pussy, bitch. And cut his dick off. <laughs> <laughs> Grabs this, like, pole that apparently is sharp enough at one end to skewer Freddy with. Yeah, like a piece of, like, freeway concrete rebar. Yeah. 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 Like, oh. Skewers Freddy with it. He's like, oh, it hurt. Mm-mm. Unaffected. Just kidding. Yeah. He just pulls it out nice and slow. <laughs> yep. Licks it. Yeah. Right? Gets a taste of his own blood. <laughs> he looks a taste of his And of, of course, Cool Breeze still hanging there by the throat, feet mm-hmm. dangling. Then right? Freddy gets an inkling. Yeah. He's like, they're like, oh my God, how are you so powerful? Where do you get all this power from? From all the souls of the children I've taken. Mm-hmm. The souls of children give me strength. Well, that's right? all, that's, that's a, also that's another cool one of the scenes that I like remember from when I was younger. It was like the heads and faces coming out of his skin, like stretching out. They're like, yeah. Hey. They're all screaming. <laughs> no. Does this imply that he ate the children? He, he like absorbs... ate their souls. Yeah. He just he, absorbs their souls. Like he absorbs their FB, remember? Yeah, but like it was Chelsea's like first reaction to say, oh, he ate kids. Like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I probably like, like Hansel and Gretel cook them up, ate kids. It's more like he wants yeah. their soul and their essence. Mm-hmm. Well, what, what do you mean? What, what do you mean he ate kids? Why do you think he ate kids? Well, they're in his stomach. He did try to eat Kristen in the beginning. The yeah, giant snake face. That's true. Like, oh, yeah, he did. He's like, I'm going to put your <laughs> face into my chest collage. So, let's see. The souls of children on Freddy's torso is revealed. Mm-hmm. 
I thought they did a pretty good job with that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like the line too. I like yeah. it's scary when he delivers a line. It's cool when all the faces are in his chest. Right. They're That's all so like trying to get out. And right. then he just disappears. Yeah, the remains have been lifted from the Cadillac. Freddy leaves. Mm-hmm. Just like, He's oh, got an inkling. He's like, something's happening. Uh-oh. I must attend to. I've got to go and attend to something in real life with the with my skeletal bones. Yes. Is that the part when she's well, like, it's over? I well, before the skeleton, over. it's a whole bunch of cars that start coming alive and oh. honking and flashing lights and the windshield wipers are going crazy. So cars right. fall this over. Is, cars fall over. The, they drive there. The, this is where the inconsistency climaxes to a point where I just, I couldn't handle it. It lost me. Right well, this here. is where Freddy is so strong that his powers cross over into the real world exactly. and he can affect people yep. who are not sleeping. Jasmine, why, why are you doing this? <laughs> The point of it. It's the basis of it. Why are you throwing <laughs> this movie this bone? Like it doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. See, he's so. he's almost powerful enough to do another uh, Freddy's Revenge type of thing, trying to take over somebody's body and bring himself back into the real world again. Yeah, he's got to right. be real. He's, he's I mean, building. Being a spirit ain't like forever. That'd be crazy. He's got to get out in the real world. Like, yep. But great skeleton battle. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But Mr. Thompson, finally, not afraid anymore. He's like, fuck this. I killed you once. I'm going to kill you again. again. Yep. This is crazy. He heads for Freddy's skeleton. Also, he does the recognition thing. He's like, oh, it's you. I mean, even though he knows it's the bones because he burned them and kept them. Well, yeah. But once he comes back to life, he like looks at him. He's like, ah, it's you. You. And I'm going to kill you. Freddy has attacked Neil at this point. Right. Like the, the remains come alive. Yeah. Right. He attacks Neil. Yeah. Knocks Neil over. Yeah, Mr. Thompson's like, oh, you motherfucker, you're alive. I'm coming after you. Right. Goes, gets knocked the <laughs> fuck. knocked the fuck out. Impaled onto some piece of uh, It was a Cadillac car. Oh, there you go. Right? The fin from the Cadillac. And uh, the remains of Freddy knocks Neil the fuck out with a shovel and buries him. Well, he starts to bury him. He starts to, starts throw, to throw some dirt on there just to give him the effect yeah. that he was going to bury him alive. And he's like, ah, <laughs> yeah. triumphant. Like, wave of the arms. One of my like, favorite parts. What? When the remains, is just like the triumphant yell. Yeah. Like, I have succeeded. Yes, it's like Rocky at the won. top of the stairs, and he's just like shaking his fist in the air. He's like, yeah. <laughs> Even though he knows Neil's not dead, not right? Not dead at all. He like half-assed buried him. Like, ah, eh, fuck it's it. Like two two little drop. scoops of dirt. Yeah. yeah. Two was, little scoops of dirt. It was the equivalent yell. of like slapping a man. Yeah. He's just like, <laughs> he's got He's got to go back, and he's got to take care of Nancy while, he's, while she's still there. Yeah. So... In this time, the three now have Joey, right? Mm-hmm. And Freddy reappears and attacks from, what, like 10 different mirrors? Yeah, yeah they, they walk get, into yeah. a hallway into, and it dead ends again. And there's a mirror there. And they're like, oh, well, they walk into the hallway and it's dead end. And they look behind them. There's another dead end. And there's mirrors, mirrors everywhere. Freddy's like, I wish there was more of me to go around. Uh-huh. Yeah. This is Coop's big moment right here. This mm-hmm. is. This is. Yep. So the multiple, yeah. multiple Freddies come and pull everybody into the mirrors, except for except for Joe. I almost called him Coop. <laughs> except for Joey, who is stuck, who's jammed himself into a corner. But now all of his friends are gone, and finally, finally, he has a reason to scream. Oh, his dream power is the ability to talk. He oh. he <laughs> he is a he is a nightmare banshee. After Bunch Joey. Breaks all the mirrors with his banshee nightmare voice. Oh, relief. No. Nancy shouldn't make this sort of mistake, but she's like, it's over. It's over. It's all oh, over now. Oh, relief. How do they, why, why do they come to this conclusion? 
This is another thing that irritates the piss Because all the Freddy mirrors have shattered. Because Joey finally talked. It yeah. is really dumb, especially for Nancy to be the one to make this assumption when she should obviously know that one, it's not over because he ain't going nowhere. But she's supposed to be like the most experienced with this thing. Doesn't yeah. she remember the convertible? The, <laughs> yeah, she's the supposed one? to be the one who has the most knowledge on this situation. And she's like, oh, it's okay. We can all be relieved now. It's over. I know Joey this. Joey can talk. We're mm-hmm. all saved. This, this not- whole thing, that, that's why I don't understand why you guys aren't on board with the, with the lameness starting from the bones. Because that's where it really derails. And then it leads to this. No, we, we, and then we, it leads to the to the sensitive contact moment with her father. Yes. It's just, it's just lame, begets lame, begets lame, no, begets no. finale. You think it's, you think it's lame. Because at first you're like, what? Mr. Thompson floats in with like sparkles around him and like. Yeah. I thought it was weird that everyone else could see him too. Yeah. Like, he's supposed to be dead. He's coming to Nancy to say bye. Then why can everyone else see him too? He's like, that's how death works. You know, on your way to heaven, you just you, you can just slip in out of people's dreams. Make a you just thought. ghost in and out. Yeah. And but she, it, it was a nice heartfelt moment. Apologies. All the love yeah. back and forth. I'm sorry for all the drinking and the distancing. Right. And the, you know, big, big hug. She's like, I always love you. She's like, I always love you too. But it's a trick. Oh, it's not me, which is good. Because if it had been like Mr. Thompson, which is like, thanks for the hug, sweetie. And then just like floats off. <laughs> I would have been like, what the fuck? But no, good. It's 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 Freddy. Finally, third movie. He takes gets Nancy down. Bitch. Gets that yeah. bitch. Just right in the gut. Mm-hmm. I like that right she doesn't go down without a fight. Though, I was like, that know? was not the end of Nancy. She's still got one more left oh, yeah. in her. Yeah, no. <laughs> So, when Kristen comes in to do something, gets batted away immediately. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, like, uppercuts her. Yeah. Yeah. And Freddy's about to put the final death blow into Kristen, right? Yep. And, oh, here comes Nancy. She pops up from behind, like, Jason. Yeah. And makes Freddy stab himself. She Jason Voorhees Freddy Krueger. That's that's exactly right. Razor hand. Own razor hand. Oh. What a, like, kind of demeaning way to go. You know, like... Just killed with your own weapon. Yep. You know? So then the, the doctor, he wakes up. He's like, who put two scoops of dirt on me? And then just <laughs> left me here. He's like, oh, that was dumb. He just gets up, spills the bones into the into the grave. Right. Uh, tosses some holy water on top of him. And as he's tossing he the holy water. Prayer. Oh, does he say a little prayer? It's like a prayer thing. He's like, yeah. can I lay these bones? To, I can't remember what he said. But... Uh, like a classic funeral prayer. Yeah, prayer something, something about yeah, something. Ashes, you know, to ashes, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, yeah. all that stuff, right? There we go. Starts spritzing the holy water onto it. As the holy water touches his bones in the nightmare world, he starts to tear open and holy light starts to spill out of his body, eventually sending him into a little light tornado where he just uh, evaporates. Oh, wait, and the crucifix. I love the fight where he like pulls out the crucifix and like puts it on the bones and then there's a little crucifix light in Freddy's head. Oh, that's right. It's like twirling. Uh-huh. So there's like little holes of light and then the cross in his head and he yep. busts into yep. the light. Goes all good and shit. And now it's actually over. Now it is actually over. And we find ourselves at Nancy's funeral. I know. Super sad. Super sad. Mm-hmm. Nancy's dead. And oh, Dr. No. Gordon's there. He sees the nun off in the distance. Just, he just walks away. He just walks just, away from Nancy's funeral. Fuck this funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Had enough of these this week, he says. Yeah. Right. He's been to, what, three? Yeah. And sees that Sister Mary Helena has walked directly to and disappeared in front of Amanda Kruger's grave. Aww. And then classic 
resolution anxiety horror film ending the doctor is sleeping he's he he's stolen nancy's dream doll from her house yep uh, he's got he's stolen Kristen's paper mache house of nancy's old house yeah, right he those things to remember or, or jesse's old house you know, and, let's be honest and just puts it right on the nightstand because yep. you want to sleep next to that thing and then right as we're about to fade to credits a light turns on inside of the house which dun, lets dun, us dun. know that dun, Freddy Krueger is not dead. It's never over. To Wes Craven's dismay. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like, you know, he wrote the movie, right? Yeah. But he wrote it with somebody. Yeah. He wrote it was Wes Craven and somebody else. Yeah, there's a, a handful of other writers. Yeah, he was like the main collaborator. Right. And it seems like they just slipped that part in. Like, after Wes Craven had already given his final stamp of approval on the script, like, they just snuck it in at the very end. Because, like, sorry, Wes, this isn't dying yet. Like, like he's at the premiere sitting next to Robert Shea. And yeah. right as that scene comes up at the end, he just looks over at Robert Shea really slow, like, mouthing, you motherfucker. Right. Video stores are in for their biggest nightmare ever. Beginning with Freddy's arrival on this ghastly in-store banner. What a profile. A traffic-stopping wall poster. Colorful, huh? A hair-raising 3D poster for your special media light box. Disgusting enough for you, huh? And a monstrous larger-than-life floor display, guaranteed to have your customers screaming for... Hey, who else? Uh, nice, uh, nice lights, huh? Plus, Freddy's got a killer contest under his hat that's guaranteed to cause an Elm Street traffic jam in your store. Announcing Freddy's Be In My Nightmare Sweepstakes. The grand prize, a once-in-a-lifetime chance to appear on screen with Freddy in the upcoming Nightmare on Elm Street 4. We'll alert your customers to this fabulous promotion with spots on MTV and ads in Prime Youth Market magazines like Rolling Stone, Us, Circus, and Fangoria. It's a Fright Fanatic's dream come true. No! Yes, ask your media representative about this limited-time offer. Don't get caught sleeping. Wake up your profit picture with a feverishly anticipated video release of a nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Coming soon from Media Home Entertainment. Anyway, um, can we talk about how this movie stacks? Ooh, yeah, let's get to the stack and let's make it quick. Sex. No sex, just a pair of tits, right? Yeah, no sex. Yeah, we, got some tits. We, we, we got some tits. We got some, no actual some sex. Yep. topless... Nurse, nurse with some sexual uh, connotation. Nice really. white thong, though. No. Pull it off some well. Sexual context. It's the high waisting of the eighties. Yeah, the high waisting. Yeah, all the high waist underwear, high waist bathing suits. High waist thong. Why not? <laughs> it's that Suzanne Summers thighs. Oh right yeah. There. You know, yep. There. Mm-hmm. Buns of steel. <laughs> one pair of breasts, and we and we're on a one pair of breasts per movie streak, right? Except for Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two, I think has no breasts at all. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's got a lot of homo erotica. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you were you were you didn't see the you didn't see Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two with us, did you, Jonathan? Nope, missed it. Very very homoerotic mm-hmm. themed. Yeah, you'd like it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so give that a watch. One pair of tits per movie, except for the last Nightmare movie. That's crazy. I would have thought there'd be way more by this point. Let's talk about the tropes because this movie has managed to avoid. A pretty significant racial trope. Yes, um, right. Both black actors in this movie uh, survive. Yeah, yes. and Lawrence and and Max with no real risk at all. None. He got cut. Yeah, no, he's never even in danger. 
Yeah, yeah he, he got it cut by Kristen. Yeah, that was the biggest it. danger. Yeah. yeah, I'm starting to wonder if this is even a trope, or if this is some sort of racial prejudice that people just came up with and just somehow seems to be joked about in uh, in present day horror movies. Yeah, it does seem to feel like a lot of these tropes happened a handful of times in a scattered amount of movies, and now they are just assumed like the norm. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's been a lot of trope busting going on, like to be honest. Mm-hmm. No, I would say that Friday the Thirteenth is your is your go to trope machine. Machine and Nightmare on Elm Street seems to be really trying to detrope itself as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get a whole bunch in this. You know, I All remember Jasmine started... pointed out pointed out one trope that was kind of tropey, but it was more like cliche movie generally, not really horror movie focused. But which was what? Uh, that was, was just the pills coming out of the purse. Oh yeah, instead yeah. of makeup yeah, yeah, yeah. or something else. Yep. Like whoops, yeah. The the most important thing in the purse that helps the plot continue just just happened to fall out. Right. There was no cars not starting. There was no doors that couldn't be opened. I guess the the tar is kind of tropey at the beginning, but mm-hmm. really, I mean, it's it's a dream. So what are you gonna do? Yeah. I or mean, or twice in this movie alone, uh, one character says something that is meant to be helpful but turns out to be hurtful. Like Nancy says, "Let go of him," and then she, she causes <laughs> Joey's chest to get all chopped up. <laughs> and then she's like, "Let go of him again later," and he, like all of his. Uh, Tongues start to loosen and he's always going to fall into hell. Okay, do the body count. Creative kills. Body count. So you said not including Elaine. Then we're at six. We're six. at six? Let's, yeah. let, let's, let's take them off and see if we're missing anybody. Okay, so first kill I have uh, Philip, right? Philip. Tendons. Puppet. Puppet falling out of the window. Second then, kill I have... TV death. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah, TV Jennifer. death. Jennifer. It's like something with the J. TV death with Jennifer. Taryn gets overdosed. Is yeah. Ten is is Taryn dead or is she just flying high? Oh like, no, she's dead. Yeah. She she's dead? She yeah. ODs. Yeah, she's all blue and stuff after he's done. Oh yeah, that vein like pulses in her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. she's fucking dead. And again, we're not <laughs> counting Elaine. So we have Taryn and then immediately after that is Will. Will? Mm-hmm. Right? Stabbed in the chest. Then we have. Uh, did that did, did that wheelchair like slice off his legs? It didn't it slice off his like leg. It just in. sliced his leg, made him fall down. Yeah, that'd been that hilarious if cool. it cut his legs. It off. would have been yeah. cool if it cut off his legs. It yes. would have been like, oh, you think you can stand up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Uh, uh, the next one we have after Will is we have Nancy's dad in the salvage yard. Ooh, big number mm. five. Yeah, nice. who gets impaled? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Then after Nancy's dad, we have Nancy. 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 Wow. So, like, that puts us at six. So most creative then? Yeah, what death we voting on here is our favorite. I like Nancy's death. You like um Taryn. Taryn's death. Nathan likes Jennifer's death. Jasmine? Um, well I was gonna go with Nancy's dad. Just cause how he's like Oh, I'm gonna kick your ass. I'm actually gonna do something now. And he gets like knocked away and <laughs> killed by impalement of a car. So. Just this drunk asshole summoning the courage for one last blow and just having it completely fail and blow up. And he should have just been like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the car's fucked, but I can still run. Yeah, yeah I know, right? How about I leave you guys with a little um a little thing I found on a message board. Okay. Well his name is Cole Phelps. So shout out to you, Cole. Um, 
I would have the power to make Freddy think I'm gorgeous and want nothing more than to make me happy, father my children, and get a full-time job so that we could send them to a good private school. <laughs> we would name our daughter Evangeline, and he would cry when he gives her away at her wedding. She and her husband will dedicate their lives to fighting world famine. Our son, Cooper, would grow up to be a doctor who would cure cancer and AIDS. We would welcome our first grandson into the world, and he'll be called Little Freddy after his grandpa. <laughs> we'll, grow, we'll grow old and happy together and look back on his previous shenanigans and laugh, and he'll wonder why he ever wanted to kill in the first place. <laughs> and if this sounds stupid as hell, it's because it is, and so are dream powers. I seriously hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, did you Although write that? I do like Freddy's. I said, "Where's the fucking bourbon line?" <laughs> that that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll admit, man, there are some some good one-liners, and Freddy is becoming more entertaining. And there is a lot of creativity in this one, especially with the kills, like the TV death and the, the worm and the uh, and the overdose death. Like, there's some there's some stuff to you know to appreciate here for sure. I'm not, I'm not heartless, I'm not soulless I'm Canadian, I'm polite, I'm a nice guy Dream on, little dreamer, dream on uh, Hey, what would your guys' dream powers be? Mine would be, like, putting on my clothes really fast <laughs> I also like, for my eyes, to have, like, not perfect vision But just less of a prescription than I have now <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine, what would your dream power be? I, I would like to go with probably the most obvious, which is flying, right? Because you can totally get out of there if you can fly. Like the first well, thing you do is like you were going. Can you can you fly out, out of a nightmare? Can I can fly away from what's directly next to me in the nightmare. Like if you're stuck in that hallway with two dead ends, can you fly out of there, or are you just banging your head on the, <laughs> on the ceiling? I have the power to for my nails to grow slower. <laughs> I would be a sexually attractive burn victim. <laughs> You'd be Freddy Krueger? <laughs> You're just constantly raped by Freddy Krueger? No, I would like seduce him and then trick him, you know? I'd get him. Ooh, like tie, one. tie him down with your own, with, with, with tongues? I'd be the one, I'd be the one to take him down. You know, if, if I could have the power to go like maybe four or five days without brushing my teeth, without like the plaque film yeah. coming on, that's a good, that's a really good dream power. That, that'd be nice. Yeah. Although I worry about Nathan's dream power. I feel like even if he did defeat Freddy, and he came back. He's like looks really ashamed and guilty, and everyone's like, "Did everything?" I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> He's dead, right? No way, man. Nate just wants to be the guy to rape Freddy Krueger. I'd I would put on his hat and I would take over his role. Fred's a little bitch. He abandoned you, he abandoned me, and he disappointed himself. What is it with you and handicapped people, man? What is it with you being Canadian? You shut the fuck up. Just, <laughs> let, me, just let me have this. <laughs> Horror is a, a genre of experimentation where things are supposed to fail more often than they succeed. 